Puberty? No. Puberty Who's Blues? Who sang the song? What? Strip, uh, male Stripper. Is it Male Stripper, is it? It's the name of the song. I don't yeah, know what the... Uh... Oh, no. <laughs> I wasn't waiting any longer. Hello, hello, this is the Ian Prendercast, another Carlton podcast. We're Carlton coroners again, unfortunately. We're brought to you as always by 121 Media and MGA. My name is Sean Peterbudge and I am joined by a man with whom I had a text message tiff last night, <laughs> DU's Dean of Students and Captain of the Swim Team. Hopefully he's not in the Taekwondo team as well. It's <laughs> the good doctor, Timbo Slice. Shawnee boy, how are you? Mate, I am well. My question when you got in, came and fetched me in the lobby was, how are you? Because you were fiery oh, last I was, night. I was just – I just had a feeling we were going to actually bring it mm-hmm. and I, I had belief that we'd improved enough that we were ready for the test and we, we didn't even need to win the game. We just needed to meet the standard – accept the responsibility. You know, we talked about pressure as a privilege, all these sorts of things we've said before. We had a fantastic opportunity to be able to show us that we belonged and Geelong ratcheted up the pressure and we've gone, mum up. Yeah, I think that ultimately... What have we done? (laughs) Mum up. (laughs) That's pretty... I like that. That's That's, funny. I don't know what that is, but it's interesting. We we, wave the white flag. We wave the white flag is exactly what we did. I think that when we'll talk about it, I think just the nature perhaps of the, the performance, the result itself, uh, you know, it's a long top of the ladder, very, very good team. They've been a very good team for a long time. Um, it was a good test. It was a good, where are we? How do we measure up? And it was, in the end, it was a bit of a wake-up call. That's not necessarily a bad thing. Well, it's absolutely not a bad thing. And we'll get into the nuts and bolts of why as we roll on. Um, there is no guarantee that Tim and I won't butt heads as things continue, <laughs> but we'll just play that by ear. You know what that means. There's someone else here. He went to the mattresses when Tim and I went back and forth. It's Don Fabaganoush. Ciao, ragazzi. You were very, very unhelpful during that conversation. I thought you two were just having a little bit of a, a moment. Sometimes you just get to give it some space. You did nothing. You sat there, you it wasn't did nothing. My, it wasn't my argument to have. I kind of half agreed with Tim and half agreed with you, so it was... You know what you were? You were as fucking useful as tits on a ball. <laughs> or, as uh, one frustrated Spurs fan once said on Twitter, um, in a beautiful appropriation of that wonderful phrase, you were as useful as tits on Eunice Kabul. <laughs> 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 Which I thought was wonderful. But, um, yeah, well, you, 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 you were coming at it from two different... Sides, I saw a bit of both, and you decided I, I, to I was sitting there in my own frustration, and I didn't really want to get in, involved too much. So, did it hurt when you pulled the splinters out? <laughs> Used to it, Sean. Yeah, is that all you got for me? <laughs> you haven't asked me how I am, you just you, I threw to you with the intro. It's yeah, but you, you kind of didn't say, Oh, how you been? How's your weekend? Well, I don't how... really care. Okay. Usually, you just talk about that yourself. Are you are you'd finished, are you happy to move on, or do you want to tell us? I don't really mind. And I'm well. Excellent. Time for <laughs> reviews. Um, they are back. We dangled the carrot and a couple of eager Prender heads had a nibble. Is that what we're calling them? I don't know. Um, as we say, we do appreciate the reviews. They're very good. Uh, I was looking at some other podcasts and they have lots and lots and lots of ratings. 
we've we've got lots of ratings. Mm. I'd like to have lots and lots of ratings. So okay. you know, if you do listen and you do like, you know, you don't have to leave us a review, but if you leave us a rating, that's really good. Helps yep. out. Um, Mario C keeps it clean. He left one blatant shout out. One stop uh, shop pod for all discussions related to beef and black bean mixed race families. S.R. Morales and the occasional chat about the CFC. Thank you. Obviously, listened last week. It was, a, um, <laughs> it was very little CFC. It was an Amy ad, apparently, by the way, the one I was talking about. Okay. About the disparate group of people having a coffee in a front room who would never, ever, ever be together under any circumstances. <laughs> um, Pezza, the best Carlton podcast. Although, although these boys will occasionally urinate on your sandwiches, <laughs> they certainly don't piss in the pocket of the Carlton Footy Club. They tell it like it is. Honest, fair and balanced, whether win, lose or draw. Exceptionally knowledgeable of the game and the club. They expertly analyse the team's performance each week and provide that much-needed therapy for the fans. But you will get more from the postman, the doctor and Fabaganoush than just football. In addition to plenty of laughs, you will also receive an education on many things, including but not limited to where to locate the finest beef and black bean, movies, music, 90s bangers. Why? Because the Blues are back. <laughs> Thank you for that, Pezza. Well, temporarily. We've... We're, we're, we're like shift workers at the moment. We're one week on, one week off. Yep. Uh, Shorty. Uh, in between the ramblings about Chinese food, dead celebrities, movies, random soccer players, and the hilarious bickering of the three, it can be an informative podcast on the round that was. Unless it's a loss, then three quarters of the pod could be about anything. <laughs> uh, that's that's from, very accurate. That is from Jess, and that is very, very well said. Thank you for that. Uh, Prenda DJ this past week was uh, Shake It Off by Taylor Swift. We had a couple of people have a crack at it. Uh, Steph said it's a shout-out to Josh Honey. Don't worry, Josh Fab didn't wipe you. Shake it <laughs> off. I like where you're thinking. It's not right, but I like where you're thinking. Uh, and the LMC, he's a bit of a Prenda DJ Aficionado. mainstay. Uh, shake it off, just bouncing back after a loss. That's exactly what it was. That's what we have to do next week. Absolutely, shake it off. Um, so as a side, as an aside and looking forward, I'm actually very happy with this week's Prenda DJ selection. I might uh, load it up on the mixer. While so we can hear it on the way out. Um, no, not necessarily for that purpose. It, <clears throat> it just makes editing the show together easier because it's already on. It's already done. I don't have to mix it in later. Um, but I was getting that. I, I picked the song and I was ripping it off YouTube, <clears throat> as I do. And just, um, just just share with everyone your well, you have illegal to. ways. Well, that's how you have to get it. How else am I going to get it? Own the, the music. But I have to rip it off something. I have to have the raw file from somewhere. Yeah. So well, I'm going to have, have my CD collection, am I? I'm going to go to the shelf and pull it out and burn it. But you got uh, Apple Music? You yeah. Play, play no, from there. What are you talking about? You can play it straight through your phone into the mixer and all that. There's, there's legal, why, legal why ways of doing why it. Why wouldn't I just do it this way? Because it's illegal. No, it's not. Fair use, Fab. Fair use. Okay. That's a legal principle. Well... You're not a, a lawyer, so I, I don't know. Well, I'm enough of a lawyer to know what fair use is. <laughs> I think the fact that it I'm was illegally upgrade, <laughs> uploaded to YouTube to start with. Who? I think it was illegally no, uploaded. No, it wasn't. No, no, no. This is from an official account, and okay. I've taken it. And it's under fair use. We were able to use the song. Okay. How I get the, the track is actually irrelevant. I hope you're not using the lawyers that Carlton use at the uh, tribunal. Uh, yeah, old mate. We've been <laughs> old mate Marcus Clark. We'll give him a shout out. Shout out to Marcus Clark. His success rate at the tribunal was a duck egg. <laughs> he may be a phenomenal barrister in 
in the field that he specialises well, in. But uh, the tribunal he, was he not did that. not have Neil Bussey's number. He <laughs> gave us nothing to suggest that that was the case based on his work at the AFL tribunal. Yeah, that, that bloke would just he would just walk in and just laugh probably and go again. They've gone with this bloke. This yeah. is not where I parked my car. <laughs> going again. I've, I've cleared trade two three times. Oh, <laughs> Jesus, is that a Dennis Denudo reference, Timbo? Yes, it is. From Sean's favourite like, movie. Sean might like it. <laughs> Such a bad film. It's not. It really is. It really is. But while I was getting this week's printed DJ song, I was doing some other bits and pieces, and it was part of a bigger like playlist. And one of the songs that then played in the playlist was uh, Playing With The Boys. Oh, yes. Kenny Loggins. Yes. And I'd never seen the actual official... It's not a great title, is it? Oh, it's just, <laughs> it was made for the movie. It was made for Top Gun. It was yeah, I know. about... What was he going to call it? Beach volleyball, <laughs> <laughs> topless beach volleyball scene V one. Mm. Yeah. So anyway, extremely I, sunburnt white guys playing beach volleyball. Thank God, um, Anthony Edwards kept his singlet on. <laughs> Version or, one point three. Or he'd no longer be with us either. Melanoma. Yes. Well, I think everyone else who was in the scene is still with us. Tom, Val, Val struggling, but that was unrelated to sun damage. What about Slider? Is he around? Yeah, I think Rick Rossovich is still going. Didn't the Terminator get the him? Terminator yeah, got made Rick, a mess of him, yeah. Whilst he, he's, his he's, girlfriend he, had the headphones on making a sandwich. She was making herself a sandwich. With was, a lizard. It was about <laughs> nine o'clock at night. It was like a big iguana or something, wasn't it? was wasn't a big it? iguana, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, she was making herself a sandwich at God knows what time of the night. But why would you... How... Why, why would you post-sex have... Get the need to go... Look, I get the, I get the munchies part. You to but, get her carbs. But, carb loading. Uh, Maybe they're looking at round. Go, uh, maybe they're looking at round two or three. What made her think I'm going to just chuck the headphones on? Was Rick Rossovich having a shower? Hey, he was in bed. I think he was in bed. He yeah. was just, just they went into the bathroom. They were fighting in the bit bathroom. of afterglow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, well, yeah, maybe you know, she, maybe she was having a Gatorade as well, getting the electrolytes back. But the point is, <laughs> she had um, big hair. She had a big how, frizzy. Hair. How yeah. loud would she have been listening to that music? To have not heard a hmm. life and death struggle. And they're not like the Beats by Dre type setups. They're the old yeah. <laughs> little wire headphones. that They, are, they are not noise cancelling. No. <laughs> it's not 1984. And this guy's getting thrown through windows. He's getting thrown through windows, thrown through drywall. <laughs> <laughs> she, she can't hear anything. Rick Rossovich is fighting for his life with a machine and she's just, I don't know what she's listening to, but she's thinking this is pretty terrific. Because she's Sarah Connor's roommate, isn't she? That's, that's yes. why he's there. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And her friend, obviously. Yeah. He's very the whole film, the whole premise of the, those movies. It's very lucky that he went to the other Sarah Connors first. <laughs> well, that's right. It could have been a very short movie. It could have been an extremely. The movie is a short film. Goes for twelve minutes. <laughs> he just knocks on the door and Sarah Connor. Yes, yes, yeah. I am. <laughs> Terminated. <laughs> Credits start rolling. And then he goes off and obviously starts a drape company. Yeah, <laughs> that's what the movie was actually originally going to be about. Well, they got there in the end. Well, that's what I mean. It was a great idea left on the cutting room floor. And then they went back and said, this is what the film was originally going to be about. He was going to kill the target inside 12 minutes and then just assimilate into society, shack up with a new woman, become foster father to her existing son and open a small business selling drapes. Was it Diego or? Uh, Mateo, I believe. Mateo. He was very efficient at changing diapers. Yeah. (laughs) And as Sarah asked him, the elephant in the room was... You're never physical with this woman <laughs> over the course of 25 years. How does that work? Maybe he was. In, no, no, she, he said as much. He said that they weren't, that they uh, did not have a physical relationship. I've not, I've not watched this. Don't. Don't. No, that's why I've, I've gleaned this. What a wonderfully, wonderfully bad movie. We've told the story before, I think. Fab and I saw it at um, South Morang. I don't think that was the infamous Captain's Catch 
No, that was first first man. First glance, whatever it was first called. First man. <laughs> yeah, first man. Um, and I, I remember leaning over to Fab when they've gone into Carl's house, his little wooden shack, and I've asked, why are there family photos on that dresser? <laughs> and you just burst out laughing. <laughs> and the next 10 minutes are some of the most extraordinary cinema yeah. I've ever seen. We're going to take this, like, relentless killing machine. Kyle Reese says, you know, he, he can't be reasoned with. He no. can't be ne- – because he has no pity. You know, he'll just find you and he'll kill you. No, he won't. No, he'll decorate your house. He'll decorate with, your house. With drapes. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. But back to what I was saying. What were you saying? Playing with the boys. I'd never seen. <laughs> I'd, I'd never seen the original video clip. Okay. I, like I'd never seen it. No. So like it was on. Do they draw from the volleyball game again? Very much so. Yes. Yeah. So basically, I had the little screen and I had my Word document open there, and then the YouTube was kind of in the corner, but I could still see the screen, and I was like, "Oh, it's the actual video clip." I'll you know, I've never seen this. Yeah. So they're playing like indoor volleyball. It's guys v girls in a game of indoor volleyball. Well, wait. And the boys, for the first two-thirds of the video, are massacring the girls. Like, they're fucking putting up big spikes and they're they're launching, like, serves at people's heads. Like, it's just ruthless. And then, of course, it's 1986. The girls make a comeback and uh, end up stealing the points 15 to 13. Wow. Got to win with a two-point advantage, of course. You know what came to mind when you started saying uh, smashing everything? (laughs) Do you remember Meet the Fockers? Oh yes, where they're all on him because he's like he's useless. So then he gets aggressive and he spikes. That's what it's like. And busts the girl's <laughs> he nose. Busts her nose. It's just a game, fucker. <laughs> Watch this video. It's actually very similar. They're putting oh. up these huge and then they're absolutely crushing these overhand strikes. And I'm thinking, I would have just played it out. I would have had the guys win like fifteen nil. Just brutal. <laughs> but you know. Oh well. That's not how it goes. No, Let's get to this game. I don't know if we want it. I don't really want it, but I want to just hit it, get over and done with. One last point. I just had a thought. <laughs> but playing yeah. with the boys About video. volleyball? It was a bit like that um, that Hawthorne game over in the West a couple of years ago. The one where Fish kicked four goals? The boys started. No, that was West Coast. The boys in the boys playing with the boys video started like a house on fire. Looked unbeatable. Mm. And then just com- for no reason apparently Confound. just completely fell apart. Yep. I was sitting there going, that actually brought back memories of that, which I thought was amusing. Um, anyway, whatever. Watch the video if you haven't. It's good fun. I will be now. Um, it's a fun song too. And Kenny Loggins, have you, like, bring up, if you're listening to this, bring the video up and tell me Kenny Lott doesn't look like a divorced father of two in a midlife crisis. He's got the beard. He's got the horrible hair. He's got like the just for men dye in his beard. His beard yeah. is two yeah. shades he lo- he does, he, That's exactly what he looks He looks like a just for men. His model. beard is two shades darker than the rest of his head. And he looks like he's got like visitation on the weekends and mm. he's just, you know, just doing his thing at a local volleyball match. He kind of looks like the dad from Family Ties a bit. Michael. Um, not, not, not is in like, that's the, like the portrayal. He looks, is, what are you talking what about? What were they called? Kroger or Kroger? Or what were they called? Kroger. Michael Kroger is the head of the Victorian Liberal Party. Liberal thinking Party, of a completely yeah. different person. But what's his name? I don't know. But what, what I'm trying to tell you... Seavers were from Growing Pains. What, were the, what was the family from Family Times? This is a. This better not be another Fabian the Keatons. lookalike. The Keatons. Is that where I'm going? Michael Keaton rather than Michael Kroger? Alex Keaton? Alex, Alex Keaton. P. Keaton. That's uh, Michael, Michael J. Fox. J. Fox. And of course... Um, Jason Bateman's uh, sister? sister, Justine. Justine. They didn't stretch their legs terribly in that baby name book, did they? 
No. Got to Jason and then just flicked a few pages and went, Justine's good enough. Yeah. All right, we're going to talk about the game. You're going to find the name of this man, the dad from Family Ties? Yeah. We'll just wait for you to do that. Oh, no, you can keep talking. Throw, throw to me with your first question, Sean. We don't have a question. The, the way the run sheet works is I'll intro it. All right, intro it. And then we'll go to the questions after that. <coughs> just at the moment. Did I just do it Mike, Michael Gross was his name, which is the same name as uh, the West German swimmer, who was a megastar. Was he on the level? Michael Gross? Yeah. Oh, no, he was West German. Yeah, but, like, was he on the level? No, shit, yeah. Okay. He was... Uh, Timbo six. sampled him himself. No, no, he was 6'6", six, six, but he had a 7'6 wingspan. They used to call him the albatross. It's a large wingspan, yeah. yeah. But he was... World, <laughs> world, he knows this no, is no, killer. Well, he was world record holder for the 200 butterfly, and he's the guy that John Sieben beat... Of course. ...to win the 84 Olympic Games and broke, what his, a match. World, broke, broke his world record. Was it a match race? No, no, no. John O'Sieben turned sixth with... 50 metres to go and got up and won and broke the world record. What a performance. The final 50 metres was something to behold. Mate, 1984. So while you're Olympics. on YouTube looking for playing with the yeah. boys, look for John Sieber, 1984 Olympic Have a games. look at Kenny Loggins. Tell me he doesn't look like a divorced father of two with weekend visitation rights <laughs> of his kids. And then go and look at uh, Mr. Sieben. Yes. And uh, the Albatross. And let us know if that last 50 Did he race it? against the Albatross? In yes, that right? okay. yes. What was the Albatross's name? Michael Gross. Michael Gross. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Wonderful stuff. Good stuff. Like it. So, the game. Yeah. <laughs> that guy who hates when you do the intro stuff is going to really... Yeah. Just scrub, mate. Just hit Just that... Just scrub it. 30-second scrub button. We actually got through the real odds and ends stuff pretty quickly. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. I love me. You're just delaying it. Just to get him off. Yeah, Maybe. Um, anyway, ultimately, um, I think the most productive and reasonable way to dissect this weekend's result is rationally, which will disappoint many. But, um, you know, be disappointed, be frustrated. But I think it's important to have some perspective. You know, we lose by 30 points. It did feel a little bit worse than that. I think we were kept no, at arm's com- reach. Comfortable 30 points. Yeah, yeah, we were kept at arm's reach after quarter time. They, they missed a lot of second half goals that they could have kicked and really made it ugly. And we were very accurate early. But Correct. Look, they were, and they are, a very professional, very well-drilled side. Uh, we are sort of an up-and-comer. It was very much a case of figuring it out versus figured it out. And I suppose whilst we've improved enormously, we can't be suckered into judging Voss's first year as a piece of a bigger six- or seven-year rebuild because we absolutely bombed everything before his arrival. Yeah. So we are not – we're not starting from scratch, but don't judge this as we all frustrated the last three or four years there was no growth, so therefore we need there to be infinite growth all of a sudden. We have been better, we are getting better, but we came up against a team that's been very good for a very long time. So I suppose my key takeaway, my first uh, heading here, was that last night was a lesson. Yep. So – what in? Structure, composure, execution, strength and conditioning. It was all of the above, really. So what do we take out of it? So I suppose, Fab, my first question for you. Yep. Being pragmatic, looking at it rationally, when you're second best for so long and in every meaningful facet of the contest, it actually is easy to take constructive things out of the game. Your takeaways are pretty black and white. Yep. What do we need to be better at? Yeah. 100%. It's It's... You'd almost imagine we played to the best of our ability, mm. and that was the outcome. You look, you look back at that and think, "What do we do?" Well, we know there's a bucket load we can do because we did so many things 
wrong on the night. But I, I was having a chat to Timbo and I think I summed up the whole the whole occasion. So this year and what we've struggled with a lot. So I'm I'm categorizing expectation versus occasion. Now we've never handled expectation up until this year. The expectation of when we come across like next week, we've got GWS, we are expected to win. And I think we'll get the job done. We've had that in the past. Whenever that expectation's been on us, we haven't handled that. And I think we've matured in that sense that we're able to handle expectation. It's like you are better, be better. Yeah. I don't know if we've reached the point where we're able to handle the occasion just yet. So Richmond aside, round one, every time that there's a sense of, okay, this is the test, we've fallen over. And I hate to say, look, every time we come up against Collingwood and there's that expectation and occasion, we go missing. So last night was an occasion where we get to test ourselves against a hardened, mature side and it just looked like we were overwhelmed. There was a really I – I said to Dad <clears throat> on the way out as we are leaving the ground, it just came to me this – there's a really – I actually went back and watched it because it's a great movie. There's a really awesome but kind of – minor storytelling thread in the Creed movies, which is hopefully us and the cats. You might remember it. Have you seen Creed, Timbo? I saw it with Fabian. There you go. Um, So Donnie, with a chip on his shoulder very early in the movie, goes to uh, the Delphi gym and he wants to be trained. And uh, Duke's son's, no, you're not doing it. You're not hungry. These guys are hungrier than you, blah, blah, blah. What do you know about it? Donnie gets in the ring and starts going, I'll take anyone on. If anyone can lay a glove on me, I'll give you my car. Guy steps in, a bit of back and forth, he floors him. Oh, yeah, who's hungry? Who's hungry? And then all of a sudden, an actual ranked fighter in the gym goes, I'll have a go at you. And it's, I think his name's um, Danny Wheeler or something. And Mm. he's like, the little title card flashes up. He's number two pound for pound boxer in the world. I think he's in real life. Yeah, yeah. But But he gets in the ring and he whacks him. He just puts him on his ass. And I thought, I said to dad, that's what last night felt. We're going to step in the ring with a genuinely ranked fighter. And we sort of looked okay for a little bit. And and then in the end, it was just, nah, there's a class differential between you two. Mm. But the fun part about that relationship is if people have seen the second movie, they fight each other at the start of the second movie and Donnie beats him. Because the idea is, what did you learn from the first one? Yeah. You were cocky. You were arrogant. You didn't respect the room. You didn't realize what or where you had to be to be competitive. You thought... You were a lot closer than you were. So that's what I mean by it's a lesson. What's the lesson? And and the one thing coming into this that I thought, and I might be jumping ahead and... Probably. You might also say it's probably not that relevant given that we it didn't happen. But if we'd have played perfect footy, like our perfect footy, and actually had a really good night and had it got up and won and shown all that we have, then everybody knows what to prepare for and not to say, yay, we lost. What a great outcome. You know, you always want to win, but you walk away absolutely knowing you've got work to do. And so in doing that, does that steal us for a September run more than a performance that may have flattered us? Um, and we go about our business thinking we're better than we are. I think there's an element, the other movie that I thought of, actually on the drive here. People have seen the Mighty Ducks trilogy. Um, they'll be familiar with the third movie. 
But uh, there's a bit where they're, they're the freshmen at this – I think it's meant to be like a high school, like a really – at a private school. And every year the freshman team has a match against the varsity team to kickstart the year, whatever it might be, at whatever point of the season. And they have a little scrimmage early in the movie, very Rocky Three, and they get destroyed. And the idea of the lesson out of it is you're not going to beat them playing their brand of hockey. We were not going to beat the Cats – Playing cat's footy. Playing cat's footy. No. So this idea of we needed to be brave enough, we'll get into it later, we needed to be brave enough to go give them something they aren't expecting or give them something they haven't seen or try to take them on. Don't don't just meekly sort of surrender the corridor. Don't meekly surrender the width of the field. Don't meekly surrender the pace of the game. Actually go and say, how do we beat these guys? What do we give them? How can we give them something they don't want? What is that? Let's give it a try. Let's be prepared to give it a try, especially if we start to fall behind. Because Richmond just went to chaos and got back in the game. Yeah. They went, Richmond just went total chaos. Oh, let's just, oh, I don't know what we're doing. Let's just go. We've got an issue, and this is something that it just you just have to learn it over time, but I think we have a tempo issue. We don't really know how to adjust the tempo of a game and control the tempo of a game. So when they've got the ball, when we've got the ball, if they're playing frenetic football and they're dominant and whatever, and you get it, combating that with ballistic going the other way football isn't always going to work. Like we had to, at times, learn how to control the tempo, control the play. They were all over us early. And yeah, we ended up going into quarter time in front somehow. But we have to evolve our whatever it is, our game style or our, our, our execution to basically get the tempo of the game where we want it. So I'll, I'll talk to this shortly, but there's there's a moment where you're kind of sitting and you're watching the game and you're watching the cat's web and how it's set up. And the cat's web is very good. It's, deny, it's built to push you wide. So push you wide, hard to the boundary. And then when you're wide, hard to the boundary, you just go down the line. Yep. And that's what it is. And it's, they're waiting for it. It's very effective and it's very quick. It, it squeezes you very fast. Yes. So you should know that if you're a professional football team by watching them prepare, you should know they want you to go wide and when you're hemmed to the boundary, you've got nowhere else to go, you either go backwards or straight down the line and we can either intercept, spoil, stoppage, break out of containment. So I was sitting there, Dad, I thought, particularly once it gets to three goals and then four goals, not in a high-scoring game. That's why it felt like the margin was greater than it was, I would have said pivot through the middle of the field and make them defend the mm. whole width of the field. They can't defend the width of the field with their web. No. They can't do it. You want to against Geelong, you want to create outside space. Yeah. So now, that's why if you use the tram line yep. up the middle of the ground through the center and you basically say you're only going to be able to defend maybe five meters either side of that. Yeah. And that's fine. But once we go wide and particularly once we get past center half back then we can go inside on 45. So I was sitting there watching it going, surely we prepare for this to go, if things start to get away from us, how do we take that web away from them? Yep. And we didn't really do anything. We actually surrendered our structure in front of the ball. And and not naming Lockie O'Brien when that's... We're going to get into this, Tim. This is a good segue. But but when that's, when, when that's the style of footballer that you need... Um, to be able to unpick a team like this. And it's not just him too. Oh, look, absolutely. We could have used Walsh to do it. We could have used Fisher to do yep. it. 
Nick Newman can do it. He didn't have a good night. That was probably his worst game for the club. I think it was. And he's had a great month. And, and that's and, and this is the thing. Everyone's allowed to play a bad game. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and it, it's really hard and it's frustrating when you think as a match committee, when do you, when do you make the call? Um, because there were a couple of performances last night where I said, well, you're not playing next week. But you do wonder, you know, people are entitled to have a bad night, whether it be because you came up against a good opposition or you just had a bad night. You know, you might have had a dodgy clams casino the night before, or whatever it happened to be. Um, if you don't have a good, if you don't have a good day, you don't have a good day. I think but the, the name you bring up and Lockie O'Brien, people, as I, I put the tweet out, I said if if Lockie had kicked the ball like Hayes did, yep. I wouldn't. I would never have heard the end of it. There was there was examples where you were thinking, "Wow, mm. this is not good." No, and I think everyone's takeaway for the for the guy involved and look. He's won his spot on got the it list. Got it twenty three times. You, you you can't. You know what the problem was, Tim? He got it twenty three times. That and, just meant and more. Was wrapped. <laughs> no, that just meant more opportunity to turn the ball over. Yeah, yeah. So, Lockie O'Brien, surely, when you're kicking through the cat zone and you know that they're going to play a compact zone that's a forty meters in length, that makes you kick long. You need accuracy you need, and you need dare. You need dare. You need accuracy. And you know what you do with Lockie O'Brien? Send him for the handball receive. Every fucking time we yep. have a mark on the wing. Yep. Where's O'Brien? O'Brien's wheeling around to kick on the left. Yep. Every time. And if you're coming from that side and you're coming in corridor onto your left, fucking great. Every single time. Because if Harry's coming at the ball into space yep. as opposed to in the web, yes. you know, that is not going to suit Harry and... It's not going to suit anyone. Well, it's going to suit Sam DeConing, isn't 100%. it? 100%. So, uh, and yeah. the thing with Lockie, you know, people crap on, they come at us for this, that, and the other. He's not hard. No, you know what? That's fine. Have your opinion about that. His hardness and his tackling and whatever. Our problem with Lockie O'Brien forever, I think, has been give him the ball. Correct. Just give him the ball. Kick it. We said kickouts in the past. Give him the ball. Yeah. It's really not that hard. It's not difficult. Yeah. You got guys who have made a career about it, the bloke off halfback getting the handball received because they're a beautiful kick. Correct. And that's the most important kick that either goes short and pulls it apart or can pierce it or can go over it. And the boys we had on the field last night either weren't confident enough or skillful enough yeah. to actually do that. And you just thought, we're going to speak later about taking our weapons away from ourselves. In retrospect, it felt like O'Brien not being in the team robbed us of the option to really be courageous with our ball use trying to pick through it. Agree 100%. Um, it's, but It's weird that... And sorry, the use selection. the stand rule. Use the stand rule, hundred percent. Matt, use the stand rule, which we did a couple of times, but use the stand rule with O'Brien wheeling past. Yeah, I don't. So take out the Lockie O'Brien aspect of it, and I am not potting Will Hayes, but to officially like to to debut. And I know he's played senior AFL football before, but to come in for the, your first go at a new team in that type of game in that type of environment. Surely that factors in its selection. That's a bit much to us. Sink ask. or swim a bit, isn't it? And we've he sank, unfortunately, which is not great for him and not great for us. No. It was a hard watch. And we, well, I'm not, I don't want to single the guy out because he had a bad night and he wasn't uh, David Caruso. Yeah, hardly exactly. David Caruso. But you kind of the takeaway for a lot of people would have been, oh, where's Fabaganusha's pen? <laughs> it was used name. by Sean. You? Did you mark through last night? No, I don't think he did. Oh, I think the umpire, wasn't it? No, I think you marked through Will Hayes. 
Did you not? No, no. I wrote Hayes question mark was all I wrote. And Sean basically said... Yeah, it was a bit of a gag. I, like, I, I'm not going there yet. Yeah, I don't want to say it. Yeah. Say it, Sean. No. no. no well, this, he's the, not an idiot. That's the, it's <laughs> not the gag. The gag isn't... <coughs> but the other note I got here is... Not should, once did I see a comment that we really missed Josh Honey last, last night. We actually could have potentially used Stop it. Honey at the fall of the ball when we were kicking Stop down it. the line, to be honest. Stop it. As a body there running around putting some pressure on. Stop it. Yeah, we're certainly missing Owies' pressure. What's uh, wrong with Matt Owies? Calf. How far away? So sorry. Well, every can time I just he say, runs, sorry, it's sorry, Timbo. An issue. I just had a delayed psychosis as I was absorbing this. If you believe and have maintained your line on Josh Honey, hmm. he's not up to it right now. Why yep. are you asking for him to be in? <laughs> I didn't ask for him to be. in. No, no. But why are you still like so? so are you with us today? Why Timbo? are you vehemently arguing the point? Oh, please, Sean. Please, please, Sean. Sean, he's not up to it right now. What do you think he's going to have a week off and all of a sudden he's he's good to go? I think you just need to own it. You have to own your Will Hayes call. There was no There was no call. Uh, well, there was no call from my end either. Did you see the responses we had to the tweet? Uh, yeah, it's all your little Sean. Your one from last week. I, I was listening to the episode on the way here, and I don't know that I'd taken you seven days, Timber. What a shambles. Yeah, I know. I was I was too busy. Uh, you binge, did nothing for a week. You were in isolation. No, I was was a visual medium last week, not not an audio medium. So Timbo said, Hayes, question mark, and I jokingly responded, dot, 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 I dare not say it. Yeah. Yeah. I interpret that like how you interpret as mine. No, because you, as were, you put no, a line through. No, because you are silly and vindictive and a dumbass. You don't get it. But no, the next note I had selection in the bottom six. We kind of covered off a little bit of it. But um, as positive as our contributions have been from the likes of Nunes and Cottrell and Hayes and Newman and Boyd, it's all you know at all throughout the course of the year at various different stages of the year. Nights like last night. Give me pause. You know, I can't shake the fear that they're not who we need to be as good as we need to be. They're soldier ants, but in the cut and thrust of the big occasion, they are found wanting. Lewis Young probably had his first down game for a, for a uh, while. Yeah. He was like half, half a step off everything. It was but just but little... so was Weeders. Weeders hasn't looked good. I, I think Weeders is a bit timid. He's probably not quite right. He's probably not quite. Oh, mate, I don't think there's an issue with the body, but with all things like that, it's just he just there's a fear of doing it, mm. of hurting I, it. I think that, maybe. I think that the the point I'm sort of getting at here is that Geelong, being as mature in structure and discipline as they are, they play a very calculated, very structured brand of footy that largely protects or does not expose its weaker players. Whereas we haven't reached that level of confidence with our structure or maturity that like a guy like Zach Guthrie I saw was um, singled out for a bit of praise last night and he was he was fine. He went, yeah, he was okay. He had some nice little moments here. Said, but he's been a guy under a lot of pressure and very maligned yeah. for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And you go, well, in a structure that protects whatever perceived weakness he might have, well, he's, he's kept safe. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, it's good football. What's smart coaching? You're not going to have 22 superstars. No. You're going to have some guys that are, oh, you know, the line ball. I don't know yeah. about him. The, the problem with that 
with that system is the moment you do get your guns retire and then you have to have everybody um, shimmy back up the order to be able to take the next level of responsibility is if you've been hidden, for want of a better word, once you are exposed and asked to do more, if you just can't do it, you're in strife. You're in trouble. Um, on our midfield mix generally, I think our overall stoppage and clearance numbers are actually masking of a concerning reality. So you look at last night and go, oh, yeah, we won stoppage. Not where it matters, we didn't. No. Again. So I got some numbers here. did some homework. Why we? So I don't think we've properly come to terms with or adequately addressed the problem at centre bounce clearance. And it's been six or seven weeks now. So a couple of months. So Geelong, we were plus three overall clearance. We were negative five centre bounce. Yep. Eagles, plus 14 um, overall, plus nine centre bounce. So that was a lot of dominance early and late. And Nat Nui was a bit injured too. A bit injured, but that was dominance. Mm. And Bukhani played a great game. Early and late. Saints, minus five overall, minus five centre bounce. So that was a difference. Frio, plus 14 and plus nine. So again, DeConning has a good day. Yep. Um, and our midfield got on top there, which was good. Tigers, um, negative 14 overall, negative four centre bounce. Essendon, plus three overall, minus five centre bounce. That's damning, yep. So what is that? Is that just TDK's reliability in the role? Because he is young, developing. He's had the acid put on him with regard to selection and the like. He's had to step up. Is it our mids being figured out? Because I just don't think we've adapted and we just kind of, if it works, we sort of just shrug and go, oh, thank God. I want to see what we're like with Pit, pit Net back. Yeah. And, I'd like, and I've, I've been openly, not critical of pit, pit Net, but, you know, I don't rate him as one of the he's – he's not a Max Gorn or anything. So, but I just think – He has decent numbers for hitouts to yeah, advantage from I, a percentage perspective. You rarely see us clearing the ball and giving our forwards that supreme service. And when we do, we've got that forward line that kind of makes teams panic. So we're not capitalising – or not even capitalising on it. We're just not getting those looks at it's, all. And I, I, and I hope to God I'm right. I, I reckon it is a ruck issue. Well, you watch- now while we're not getting smashed in the ruck, and he's competing in TDK, and he went all night last night. I think, yeah. I think the numbers are doing him favors. Yeah, and he is competing, but he is not giving us that a one service where do you it's think tap handball and we're inside fifty that other that teams people, are getting against us? Do you yeah. think that people appraise him? I think that we get a bit sucked in with TDK at times. I'm really excited about what he's looking like and hopefully what will become medium to long term. But I think that he gets appraised or assessed based on that rather than what he is now. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think he gets cut a bit of slack actual output-wise yep. because everyone goes, geez, this guy might be really, really good. Dot, dot, dot. You're, yeah, it might be eventually. Yeah. But just at the moment, we are actually being like Reece Stanley last night monstered him. Badly. And, and and athleticism he lost, and size re, and speed least, helps. Reece Stanley lost him for the first goal. Oh. That was just not good. Not good. Yeah. Not that good. was your Calamity Jane goal screen reference. I just went, what are we doing, boys? But but the one thing I was going to say, Fab, you're – Mind you, when in the last quarter, he did, he did – Don't interrupt. He did kick you're, a very nice goal. He did. He did. That has nothing to do with his ruck. No, 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 no. You're enough of a US sports fan yes. to know – Every club is going to have 
uh, a team list build different from one another. There are there are clubs that are going to spend in some positions and not spend in others. Right now, we're not spending in the ruck position at all. And, and this whole Kane Corns, you know, Tom DeConning should be offered 900 grand or whatever the number he floated the other day, which was just nuts. And it was almost like a deliberate way of putting pressure on us to say, how are you going to keep everybody if you're going to be spending money on Kurno and Mackay? But relative to every other team, the amount that we're spending on um, Pitnet, DeConing, Murkov, relative to other teams, and to a lesser extent, Lewis Young as well, versus other teams like, you know, who are playing you know, Brady, Brady Grundy, Darcy Cameron, I suppose, is it responsible? Mason Cox and all this sort of stuff. You know, for the output that we're getting for what we're spending, I, I, think, I think our ruck is a great outcome. Yeah, mm. and that's the thing where you argue, yeah, exactly right. You, you flip that again and say, well, there's no point going out and breaking the bank on mediocre ruckmen. No, that's right. We will need one more depth ruckman We've been in saying this, this offseason. Two and a half years, Tim. But, but we have to like it, it's not even a question mark. We have to find a way of getting another body in just to be able to be part of the rotations. And and I don't care whether it's the best ruckman in the waffle, whether he's twenty two or twenty eight, you've just got to have somebody who can play the role. And he's the in case of emergency, break glass. And if he's on the list for three years and he does not play a game, I don't care. Can I take you back look in can you I, take use? Use, guys. Can I take you back? Right. Can I take right. you back to – Now, I, I don't mind – you know, we, we all make snap judgments and calls on stuff and we're not – you know, no one's always right. Yeah, Josh, honey, you, two weeks ago. So go back to when I was – you know, I, I'm not a massive Mark Pitnett fan. I, I've said that. Don't dislike him, but, you know, I was pre-season when I was saying I'd ruck TDK – you know, and it probably ends up, in hindsight, not the right call. I said, I'd want to see TDK rucking outright on his own. And you guys were saying, can't do that because he's not a ruckman. He's not a... No, 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 we didn't say that. No, no, you said he is not an out-and-out ruckman. No, no, we didn't say that. We said that he's not... We said he looks like a potential better forward option, but we said that at the moment he's not ready to be the out-and-out yes. ruckman. That's so, what we said. So now that he's had to do that all year... So you're going to quote us, quote us right, fucko. You didn't. I'll, I'll find that audio and Please. I'll jam Tim, it down your throat. Is your Stop recollection my bloody vitamins? Is your yes. recollection what yes. mine is that we said? Oh, I actually like now. the look of him. Look at years now. You've had a hug and a kiss because we don't you have smoke in the cigarette. The peace pipe. <laughs> you don't. What you don't understand is Tim and I. Yeah, we don't have like short term amnesia. We don't have a series of micro strokes during every episode. So the point was, we were saying. I think that last night we you two liked both him. We like TDK, sorry. We like yes. TDK. I, I, we were sort of saying, geez, he always looks like a bit more of a forward ruck or a whatever, I go, but he's not ready to ruck. And you were like, no, 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 no. no, no ruck him, no, ruck him right. and, 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 and we were like, you're insane. And, and I'm all, see, this is where you got a fucking issue with listening. I'm conceding that you guys were saying that pre-season when I was kind of, you know, happy to go with him full time. I just but in hindsight, in hindsight – People have to judge him knowing that that he's not he he's not either not a, a, a number one ruck or he's not ready to be a number one ruck. So you're just making the point that Tim and I made 15 weeks ago, 20, yeah, whatever, longer ago, yeah, 20 weeks ago. The point I'm making is there an is, echo on this podcast, Tim? What's happening? Taking this is that like, in, this is like taking that screens, into account, this is like cinema screens in the 80s. Taking that into account. That has to play some sort of role into why our midfield 
doesn't dominate centre clearance. Because we don't have a dominant centre bounce ruckman, yes. Yes. But we keep saying, if you keep coming in here every week and asking why it's an issue. Why it's Because well, we don't have a fucking ruckman. That's the answer. That was an awfully long-winded way to get to that point, but thank you I for know making I it. agree with you, Fabian. Tim, yes. you can go and get stuffed. <laughs> Tim and I agree with the point we both made 20 weeks ago. <laughs> Well, point well made. You know what, Tim? You know what, Tim? (laughs) 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 Veridesk gag. Yeah, really good on the audio only format. Veridesk gag. I've gone down, he's gone up. You just had to be here, I guess. Classic odd couple style bickering there. (laughs) This is really good. Um, I think that the other point I'm going to make here and a name I'm going to bring up, it's going to light a fire under some of our listeners (laughs) and maybe some of the people in the room. Sorry. When they stop dying. Um, so we know that we don't have the dominant centre bounce Ruckman. Fabian has just identified that. <laughs> Fabian has just identified that. He's just uh, he's just bought that. It's real, real Woodward and Bernstein style uh, investigative football. Right. Uh, you reporting. missed the point. But we don't have a dominant centre bounce Ruckman. You know what we do have? We do have a really good centre bounce clearance player who we refuse <laughs> to play. It's a bit of that, isn't so, it? So. Paddy Dow, people are probably rolling their eyes. That's fine. His point of difference in a 4v4 how clearance much, situation. How much cash does the Dow family give one Sean Peter Budge? You like Paddy Dow? I don't mind Paddy Dow. Don't mind him. So what's the point you're making? You raise him all the time. He's because, had a line put through, he's, move on. No, because he's. this is the problem. That's, that's the argument, though, mm. is that when he so directly seems to address a shortcoming presently, why aren't they playing him? I'm not. This is not a haha moment, Sean. Ooh. But do you watch? Do you watch the reserves, Carlton, every week? Uh, not every week. Yeah, I'm saying, is there stuff maybe that he's not doing? Like we say, we're all interpreting well, stats mate, that he's we, doing we A, B, C. You know, mate. I saw it firsthand when he played against Box Hill, and he kicked a couple goals. He had 13 clearances. He had 30 odd touches, and they could not have fucking backhanded complimented him. More, he was so comfortably the best man on the ground, and when you read all the reviews, it's like it was like lukewarm. And he's you're going, obviously got oh. shortcomings. No, clearly he does. Pace in terms of transition, defensive yep. transitions, a problem. But we are. But is it, do you reckon it's pace or it's do endurance. you reckon it's endurance? It's endurance. It's endurance. Yeah. But this is the thing where you go, okay, that's fine. But the bloke, so he, the bloke addresses more of a current need than Will Hayes did last night. I agree. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Just one example. Yeah. I don't, th- I don't see Paddy Dow as the panacea. No, I'm not saying he is. To our centre clearance issues. Um, I think he could be a potential solution. I, I, I think if we have numbers that are flagging Fab. And it's been doing so for Paddy Dow's includes- adding him to the rotation, and it doesn't have to be. It doesn't improve him in at our- another player's you know what it does? Um, absence. You know what it does? It doesn't improve the quality of our. We're playing the Giants this week. If we roll in with the same mix, what are we giving them that's different to look at? They'll, just, they'll look at that and go, oh, geez, they've had a poor of the last, just, of the last six. They've conceded centre bounce pretty comfortably. We're just playing against an inferior opposition. That's the only Not thing in the midfield. That'll be, I'm saying, but that will be ultimately be the difference in the game. But that's, that'll mask again. That'll conceal the reality. And the point I'm making with Dow, as long-winded as you were making your belated point about TDK, was just give him a look because we need something to address a flagging return yeah, in the area of the ground in which he is a specialist. Yeah, but we've if established that the him, issue is not the personnel at the floor. It's the personnel no, in the air. No, it's, it's the Ruckman. It's both. Because the personnel I, I, on the floor are unable at the moment. I don't think he gets 
the I, I reckon I don't know what Murkov's doing in the twos, but maybe he's getting a better run at it in the twos than what our seniors are at so, the moment. Okay, this but is, he's clearly still getting the job done. Yes. Now, granted, it will be against so do you inferior think opposition. He is a better clearance player than. Sam Walsh, Patrick Cripps, Adam Chera, potentially, George potentially pure set of bounce, maybe. Yeah. But but he is different, and he gives us a different look to what we've been having, mm. and what we've been having at the moment isn't really cutting the mustard. So why not give him the opportunity? Is because what saying. because I think if the primary Thank issue, you, if the pro, this it's making me fucking sick that the two of you just like getting along all of a sudden. When twelve hours ago, it was World War Three. Now twenty hours ago, you reckon? We were texting at six in the morning. It's no, not like regardless, to argue the when point, the issue, <laughs> when the the primary issue that we've all identified and we all agree with, is the ruck. Fabian, you can't. We can't change the ruckman because we don't have another option. But if you the bring ruck, in Paddy Dow and we lose, and we, we, and we Fabian, we can't change the ruck situation because Pitnet hasn't been available. Murkov isn't I ready. That. But we can change the so pieces. So how can you yeah, change? Yeah, but if we don't change the ruckman and therefore we still don't win centre clearances, oh, we're then carrying a Tim. midfielder who can't. Two-way run. Tim, has anyone else got a fucking splitting headache? <laughs> Banging their I head against the brick wall? I disagree with your Okay, don't change, don't change anything then, Fab. I'm not saying not to change anything. So what are you well, arguing? What are you going to change then? I don't think Paddy Dow's inclusion. So what are you changing? How do you address it then? We just have to bide our time until Pitnet's back. But do <laughs> what we've been doing. <laughs> so until... Pitnet is back. So all what of a sudden you, you reckon Paddy Dow is just going to read the tapper off the opposition Ruckman Fabian. and just... And we're saying... Yes. We've, it, this is enough I hear of what a, you're no, saying, No, I don't Sean. think you do. You, we're saying that this is enough of a trend now you're, that we should have had a, a look at a different mix in the midfield. Yes. And we had those... We And I don't disagree. When we had... <laughs> When we had opportunity through injury, I don't disagree with you. But I don't think he's better and will do a better job than the four we have in there at the moment. But could he do like is he gonna do worse, is he? We're we're not winning it anyway. All right, so who are you dropping for him? No, no, this is where you move things around. So this is my favourite part of this conversation. Oh oh, you can't because what are you doing? Walsh goes to the wing. Because we don't have a proper winger. Yeah, Walsh is with the best endurance runner in the game and he could set the tempo and the width of the field out there. And a and lot of the time he's staying on a half-forward flank staying there anyway. anyway. It's like the most obvious thing in the world just to give Dow a look at it, do you set think about Michael it, go Voss, winner's clearance. Do you not think Michael Voss and co haven't looked at the possibility of playing Sam Walsh off the wing? Well, they might have spoken about Maybe it. Maybe they, they don't want to take one it. of the biggest weapons we have. He could still be a weapon on the wing. Maybe other things are flowing through him, Sean. They could flow through him on the wing. What are you? T- I don't know what you're talking about. He gets. He could get isolated on a wing against a man who he could then exploit with his run. Sounds like a disaster, Tim. You, Putting Sam you, Walsh you're, out you're, on an inferior ha- runner out on the wing. So, you, but you're happy to change. I've got nothing against Paddy Dow. Love Paddy Dow. I, you could fool me, mate. I just don't think his inclusion now will make a difference because it's not the critical issue. Is not the people on the floor. It's a very serious part of the problem. Yes. Oh, I don't think so. I reckon if we had a dominant Ruckman... Okay, so basically, Fab, so unless we've got a dominant Ruckman, oh, who mm. gives a shit? You're conceding. Yeah, we're conceding. We shouldn't even attempt to break even because what's the point? Because we don't have a dominant Ruckman. Oh, well, whatever. We're just going to wait until we find one. No, we're, we're like, trying our best. And when TDK has his day, like every, he did against Fremantle... Once every four weeks. Well, that's where we are. That's why when, when you... Our list is insufficient in a very critical area. But is it not an unreasonable thing to say... 
if we're operating at a level of weakness at the moment with the core group of players that we have right now. What did Paddy Dow do when he got his chance, Timbo? He got dropped he ha- one week later. Yeah. But what did he do in the week that he had? Did he have 85 fucking clearances? No one's ever done that. That would be extraordinary. What, am I, what did he have? Oh, I don't have his numbers to hand. But it didn't stand out, Sean. Like, oh, shit, see, see, this is what we're missing. No. He's a good clearance player, and he'll be, he will benefit as well from the inclusion of a good ruckman. No, he won't because he won't be played. Just bear now, my point is not numbers here. No, yeah. I'm looking for it too. It was against Collingwood. He had 21 disposals. Um, he had – where is the number I'm looking at? It looks like he had five clearances. He had six kicks, 15 handballs. He had five clearances. <laughs> not a bad day, mate, and he got dropped. Laid five tackles. <laughs> he did have six clangers. Some of them will be – Four inside 50s, 10 contested Some positions. of the clangers – He's kicking is Shut up. Some of no, the clang- you shut up. Some of the clangers will be – You clear- shut up. No, listen, because you, you, you don't have your fucking ears on today for some reason. No, you just want to see Paddy Dale played with no other justification mate, as to – so, six clangers. You go okay without yeah. knowing, without having his game coded in front of me, so I can go straight to the six clangers. But mysteriously, the clearances w- are all centre going forward. I'm muting you for a moment. Without having seriously tried to talk, you're muted. <coughs> I didn't want to have to do this, but I've had to because you're being a bell end. So, without having his game coded in front of me, yes, he might have had six clangers. Some of them could have been rushed kick from clearance that end up being intercepted. Or whatever, which happens all the time. You see, a guy gets a clearance, that's fine. Winning it, getting it forward, it just might not have been someone there to have it. Might have been a bad contest, someone might have misread it. I don't know. So now that we've been able to get that point across without Fabian interjecting, because we've legitimately muted him on the mixer, he couldn't talk if he wanted to. Are you happy with that? No. <laughs> we can't hear you properly. They might have very faintly got you on the, on the mic. So the point is, 21 disposals... Four inside fifties, five clearances. That's, mate. That's not a bad day. That's not a bad day. We'll unmute you now because we had to do that just so we could get that point across. So we just assume every stat you read out was was good. Good. Everything was just the clangers. Ah, oh, well, they'll probably just shit quick click. Clang- yeah, we just assume that, and we assume all the clearances were great. I didn't. I, I got nothing I against never, him, Sean. I, never said I personally, that. you think he can help us? With our clearance issue at the moment, so does Tim. Good on you. Tick, tick. I don't think he will actually improve us that much because I don't think he that is the biggest issue we have at the moment. Centre bounce clearance is the single biggest issue we have at the moment. Because we don't have a Ruckman. Because then the flow on effect that is, because we don't have a Ruckman. You don't think Paddy Cripps and Coke could get no, no, the no. job done? Well, they're not. That's right. So mix it up. That's what Tim and so I are saying. Patrick Cripps, try something who at else. At his best, Sam Walsh at his best. They're arguably two of the best players in the comp. Sean can't get it done over two months of football. But it's what complements those players. No, too. no. The biggest issue is here. He's made his point clear when he said, "You just grin and bear it until Pitnet comes back." A guy who he wrote off twenty weeks ago. Just um, yeah, but I see. But I, unlike you, you've got this thing you want to see Dow played. Because I, that, think that's, that's your, I think that's that we your, needed to no, – no, That's the hill you die on. Because you're misinterpreting and misrepresenting me. But he's a 22-year-old midfielder. Like, you, you can't draw try a line through something, that block there. Try, Am I putting a line through him? I said when we had injuries, Timbo, you said he wouldn't, I'm going to start to get aggressive at you now. You said he wouldn't help us. You just said before he wouldn't no, no. help us. I said when we had injuries, yes, he should have been played because wish I could even in the <laughs> next man up, he was the next man up yeah. and was overlooked. Everyone is available now. So this is again. I our- don't think putting Sam Walsh out to a wing and bringing in a slow two-way runner 
is going to help us when he's not going to get the looks to help us win centre clearance. But this is why you bring in a centre bounce clearance player because he doesn't need the ball shoved down his throat. Potentially. Because he finds it himself. Because he'll be able to read it himself and find it himself. He has become Chris fucking Judd all of a sudden. Fabian, you, you've re- revealed yourself to be, like I said earlier, I use the term micro strokes. And you've obviously had a series of them in the last five or ten minutes. Because, because Tim I and disagree I are not saying, with no, 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 you. Because no, Tim and I who being, have no. You, your qualifications. Tim and I are being quite balanced and quite reasonable in our discussion and our presentation of the argument with regard to Paddy Dow. We're not saying that Paddy Dow is a superstar. We're not saying that Paddy Dow will win us the premiership. We're saying that we've been struggling at centre bounce clearance and we haven't given the midfield mix another look. I will unmute you now. No, he's going. Whatever. You and I together, Timbo, to see this out. Cool. Goodbye, Fabian. You going to let me finish the point? You made your point for fucking eight weeks, mate. You want Paddy Dow to be played. You're not. You're you're still muted. I don't care. You're still muted. So the point we're trying to make, Fabian, which you are not and refusing to listen to, they didn't play him when he was injured. When we had injuries and we had a need for him in there, they haven't played him since. We've been struggling in that area of the ground. They should have given him a look greater than one week to potentially address a shortcoming we have in that area. Especially when it was a game that we lost by a kick and Wiedering had gone down. He, you know, again, last night sort of showed everyone's entitled to have a bad game. And I don't think Paddy Dow had a bad game that day for a guy that had been languishing in the twos for 12 weeks or whatever it worked out to be. So he'd had round five. He was an unused sub. Correct. Round 11 was his first game of the year. We had his stats just before. Yep. We obviously... Too much to Fabian's chagrin. We don't have his game coded in front of us to go through every one of these disposals. No, but we'll assume that everything he did was good. We never said that. No, you did. Didn't say that. The clangers were all just quick. No, no, no. I said that without having seen the clangers, they may have been. They might have been. They might have been literally six. Oh, you're standing next to me in a Collingwood jumper, and I handball you the ball. They might have been. Were they? I can't remember them being like that. So maybe they weren't. We can't. But, But I think a guy that's been playing twos footy for three months, who gets exposed to AFL footy. That was a pretty hot sort of a game. You know, you've got to give credit to Collingwood. They've been bringing a lot of pressure and it's served them very well. They've won eight straight. I'm not convinced by it, but that's a whole other issue. Um, but for him to have one week and then be put out again, to me, is frustrating because I think he's got more to give. Now, there's a whole other story going on about how he has another year to go on his contract. and you know, no, chance, at, no chance he's at Carlton next year. Well, this, this to, to me, Paddy Dow would be crazy to be staying at Carlton because we're not guaranteeing him any sort of a future at all and I think he needs to make the move. And I think Will Brody's proven if you have the ability to be able to find the football, and he's still one of the most... Um, rotated players in the competition because he lacks endurance as well. It's always been his issue. He's gone in at Frio. They've played him to his strengths and lo and behold, he's been an absolute revelation and he's probably been the second or third best recruit of the season. So in closing, Tim and I are not saying Paddy Dow's eyes the saviour and the panacea. We're saying that we've been struggling at centre bounce. It's a good opportunity. And it would have been a good opportunity to give him a look. Is that unreasonable, Fabian? No, it's not unreasonable, but if you think that Michael Voss and the coaching staff don't 
think that, okay, this is where we're getting beaten. Index figures getting awfully itchy, Timbo. It would be odd if it, there's a stubbornness from the match committee and the coach's box. To do you not think they do match him and all that stuff at training, Tim? Do you not reckon they know what he can and can't do in comparison to the other players that we've got on there at the moment? I'm, I'm not for one moment. They're obviously his shortcomings. They're scared that, okay, when it's when away from stoppage, is he breaking up? Is he not contributing elsewhere? Oh, I'm not the fucking senior coach. Mm. But get, hey, guess what? You two fuckers aren't either. No, and that's what I was going to say. There I'm, must be a reason. I'm not professing to be some sort of footy doyen at all. However, I would like to think that because of the opportunity that exists, seeing what he may be able to provide in that mix would not be the stupidest idea going around. Especially when it's not one week. Correct. And, and, and God forbid we've brought in a 27-year-old wingman to suddenly turn our fortunes around on the wing to suddenly have an elite wingman that you know is a phenomenal add to the mix at Carlton that it's suddenly going to turn our fortunes around. To me, if one is going to be seen as being acceptable, I can't see how that is at all ludicrous. Yeah, 100%. 100%. It's very, very strange. It's very frustrating. And we'll probably come out next week and whoever's rucking for the Giants – you know, they don't have much chop in that position and we might kind of go okay and then everyone all will be forgiven and it won't be an issue until we play the next good team and it doesn't go our way and we lose and we refuse to try something else, stubbornly just keep doing the same thing and just hoping it works and that's what's been frustrating for apart, me. But apart from Geelong, we have dealt well having been mauled at centre clearance. No, we haven't. Sean, we've been in a winning position in every fucking game. It lost played. us the game against Collingwood. Lost us the game against Richmond. Lost us the game against Kilda. Yeah, we could have. We should have won every single one of those games. Why didn't we? No, no, St Kilda. We 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 got absolutely cleaned up off half back because we didn't. We refused to man up. Refused to put someone on, on their running halfbacks. We also kept kicking it to in the corridor. didn't help mm. either. And our, our mistakes didn't help. Mm. What's next on your run sheet, Sean? When's Pitnett going to be back? <laughs> Possibly <laughs> this week. He oh, played twos. He played twos. McGovern played twos. They both played well. Question for Tim. Yes, Fabian. Is the bigger issue our ruck or our midfield stock? They go hand in, in hand. winning clearance at the it, moment. You, you can't take one without the other. No. We, we clearly... Do you think West Coast, the dominant West Coast of the mid-2000s, think Dean Cox wasn't giving them the service? Or you reckon they just got it done? Put fucking Brent Staker in the ruck. It'll be all the same. No, that's, it wouldn't. That's not what we're saying. No, no. But it, I, I think more... No, you're saying somehow changing the midfield mix is going to change it. No, it won't until we get a ruck. Well, not changing I, it I, I think a good midfielder can... No, no. I agree with you. Not changing it won't. Yeah. Look, it, when, when... But I'd rather have that core in there. That's the entire heart of what Tim and I have been saying. When you have the panacea of having a generation best ruckman with a generation best midfield, <laughs> they're going to win clearances. Yeah. But 
But take out the generation best ruckman. Well, take right. out okay. the, take out the generation would, best they midfielders. Would, they would probably still be okay. But as you say, you can't. Do be... we not have good midfielders? No, because you're using the West Coast example. So if you take you go Dean Cox, phenomenal ruckman, yeah. Yes. But if you take best Judd Cousins last... and Kerr from out underneath him and replace it with three scrubs, yeah, well, I... they're probably not going to win the volume of clearances but that we they were with Cox. We don't have three scrubs. We've got Adam Chera, fucking Sam Walsh, Patrick Cripps, George Hewitt. Look, seriously. Matt you, Kennedy. You, we, Matt, we're not, we don't have fucking idiots that all of a sudden you go, shit, fuck it. How is Paddy Dow not playing out of these spastics? So why Come they, on. So why are they getting smacked at clearance then? Because of the fucking ruck. That's, that's, this is what we're talking about, Fab. So try something different. Yeah. So okay. if, if you can't change it because you don't have an option to change I the I don't ruck. think changing Paddy Dow will change anything. Okay. Unfortunately. Well, that's my opinion. It's different to yours. That's fine. And to be honest with you, Fab, we're not even necessarily arguing that is the case either. We're arguing that we probably should have had a different look hmm. I don't in think that it, period. I don't, I don't think That's it is. That's what we're saying. I don't think we it's had a, our chances to look at Petty Dow. I don't disagree with that at all. And he should have played four, more than one game. Four or five games already Agreed. this year. So 100%. why is he being fired up like no, a, right now, like saying an idiot? This week he should – no, he's going to do nothing. His inclusion now, when we've got a full complement of midfielders, he is not in our top five midfielders. We didn't say he is. So you can't play. He can't play. Next, Sean. Oh, my God. I apologise to everyone. I'm to listen to that for fucking 20 minutes. Did we people gone? People, not everyone did, agrees with you about your, your stance on Paddy Dow. No, but what I would hope is, unlike you, that they have their ears actually functioning on the fucking sides of their heads and they can understand that Tim and I are saying when you're, Try getting, something different. When you're getting smacked at centre clearance mm. and that is being decisive to the results and the results are not going your way... Be prepared don't, don't to try say, something else. Let's do else. the same thing again and see if we win. <laughs> like, it's not a... You know, not sometimes a, you try something different, Tim, and it doesn't work. It's not agreed, a ludicrous position. Agreed, but if you're not trying it, how do you know? Yeah, so sacrifice a, 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 another four points. Yeah, but that's a very glass-half-empty <laughs> view. I mean, he may come out and have 12 clearances. And do you not three think they consider this? Fucking phenomenal. Do you not Clearly think they not. consider this? Clearly not. Oh, so you reckon Michael Voss and Coat don't... <sighs> Considering it's one thing... Trying, doing it. <laughs> trying it is quite another. I considered winning the fucking 80 million Powerball. I didn't. <laughs> didn't happen. I thought, geez, that'd be really terrific if I had that 80 million in my bank account tomorrow morning. If Paddy Dow played in the middle, you would have won Powerball. Well, I think I got more of a chance of playing, winning the fucking Powerball than Paddy Dow does playing Carlton uh, football again, to be honest. Uh, and then lastly, I, I don't even know why we're continuing after that. That took fucking years off my life, that conversation. Um, they were just bigger than us everywhere. It they was looked, staggering. They looked bigger. And that shouldn't be the case. We're not a... Yeah, because no, they were bigger. Yeah, I know. So it's not an optical illusion. I think it's the way they approach the football on the night. No, it's their legitimate... Their size. Yeah, I know, it, when Literally. it comes to... Like, but I'm saying even around the ball. No, every matchup was bigger. Stanley bigger than TDK. Hawkins is bigger than Weedering. Blitzarf's bigger than Cripps. Every matchup, they were bigger. And you're just going... Hmm. So the list goes on. We just need to get in the gym. And what's the uh, thing, your, your recipe, Timbo? The, the chicken, chicken fillet. The chicken fillet drip. The chicken fillet drip because that completely dictated yeah, but how the game was played, where it was played, at what pace it was played. Their size was decisive. I, I don't disagree. But That's a fucking surprise. Crippa's not going to come up against 
someone, themselves, yeah. someone of my, like he, he's oh just. Oh my god! That's a one-off comment about the game last night, Fabian. Not about anything else. It's just a, an observation from last night's game. Not about what next week's game means or the week after that or playing another team. It's just an observation that last night's game between the two teams took the field in opposition to one another. One of the teams was visibly bigger than the other. Do we have an accord? <laughs> Move on. Take your silence as agreement. <sighs> Thank you, Tim. Jesus Christ. Uh, chicken salads now. Mercifully getting towards the end. Uh, Walsh. Was electrifying at times. Um, we can be a bit blasé about him. Um, like an excellent – he's sort of break even for him. He plays an excellent game of footy. Um, such are his standards. Like he was game high in disposals, game high in clearances, laid four tackles. So, look, he was really, really good. I thought that sometimes we didn't maybe get bang for buck. That wasn't his fault. He was trying everything. And yeah, he got caught a couple he, of times. But he was giving, us, he was giving yeah. us everything he had, but just the way we were playing didn't allow him maybe to. Maybe if he moved out into the wing, he would have done better. Possibly. Yeah, I mean, maybe he could have opened the width of the field up and yeah. given us an option on the, on the, on the um, C shape. Yeah. Take him away from where all the fucking action is. Put him on the wing. Yeah, put him one-on-one with a guy who doesn't have the engine to go against him and dictate the game go through him. That's the ball's going to go through. Yeah, are we, are we good enough to make sure the, 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 the game goes through him? Yeah, just pivot. Go. We can't even feed Lockie O'Brien the ball. Yeah, Lockie wasn't playing, so... I mean, Move on. What's the point you're making? You're very, Sam Walsh is phenomenal. You're really prickly tonight. No, it's not prickly. You've got an issue with someone who disagrees with anything you I, say. I don't have an issue with anyone Guess who... What? I you're got, not a fucking AFL coach. Sorry to tell you uh, what your ideas... I've, I've got an issue only when correct. people it's don't opinion. properly articulate what they're trying to say. I articulate it fine. arguing with somebody who's talking no, absolute I, I just shit. No, I get frustrated that every time I disagree with anything you say, you do stupid shit like muting me. We had to mute you because you were... Or like when people cannon. disagree with you on Twitter, you, you go, you fucking get a bee in your bonnet and you just make your point and let others have their point. We did. And you wouldn't stop. And then in the end... No, because every time I made a point, you keep going on about but, but fab, but fab, but fab, and then you end up muting me. My point is, I don't think what you're saying will work. I've just, Done. I've just tried to have three comments in that conversation. It was cut off each time as if to illustrate the point. Um, no, the point was by the end of the conversation, you seemed to agree with what Tim and I were saying. No. Which was bizarre. You and Tim said we should be playing Paddy Dow to try something different. I said no, because it wouldn't make a difference. That's exactly what I said. But you agreed that trying something would be good. No, I didn't say that at all. Didn't say that at all. You kind of did agree with it. No, I didn't. No, you've still got got COVID of the fucking brain. You need to go in another seven days of of quarantine. He's not prickly though, Tim. I'm running out of uh, um, shows to watch. Finally watched Colin in black and white. Enjoyed that. Never heard of it. Don't know what that is. Therefore, we'll it mustn't be a very good something because Sean. Well, I never said that. Just Mr. said I'd never Mr. heard of it. Missed the show. TV and movies. We'll talk about it afterwards. I'm looking forward to it. It's about Colin Kaepernick. Oh, there you go. Yeah, from the ages of 12 to 17. Yeah. It's quite good. We've got another chicken salad here. We'll see if Fab disagrees with that. Um, I thought Charlie's start was really good. Yes. Um, I thought he, he looked terrific early. He looked like an absolute big game player. He wanted the ball. He probably could have had four or five to half time. Yep. Um, Threatened to be his night. Like was, this was going to be a massive night. Well, you look like Geelong supporters were, were looking at and going, how are we going to stop this bloke? And, and, and that at some point there may have had to have been the switch of SDK onto him and all that sort of stuff. He started on him. Did he actually start on him? Yeah. Do you yeah, think well, SDK had – look, he, he did his role. He, he played well. I'm not, going to do, I'm not disputing that. I'm not going to put the kid down. Our delivery to Harry – He killed Harry. F- yeah, no, he did. 
Our, our, do you our, think we helped Harry at any stage? Our structure and our kicking into him did not help Harry. Oh my at all. lord! And SDK picked it off. Harry had, had Harry had a bad night. Let's let's not sugarcoat Sam it and, played give, and well. give him an easy out. We made him look better we, than yeah, he we, even we, might we, have been. But gee, I tell you what, if you had your choice of any key defender in the competition right now to build and grow with you, it's SDK by the length of the stroke. Uh, so look, with Charlie, I think that the move of when De Conning went on to Harry. Um, in a weird way that actually Helped nullified both of our forwards. So who started on Harry? Um, the other, the big guy that looks like a mop. Uh, Colin Jasny? No, bigger. Bigger mop. 30, number 38, is he 38? Uh, Henry. Henry. Yep. Yep. And then they moved and it ended up working out because... But to me, they Henry both... would have always been a better matchup on Kerno because of his athleticism. But anyway, I digress. Um... I didn't pick that up. I, I actually just thought they were the matchups from the outset. It was early. Yeah. Because okay. Charlie had kicked two in 15 minutes. Yeah. So it was early. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Fish, probably his best spell of form recently. I'd be stunned if Fabian has a bee in his bonnet about this one. But uh, at 27, took six marks. 27. Well, third on the ground for metres gained. Worked, 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 worked. It's actually a shame that. I gave him votes. Yeah, so did I. Given, given that we've called him the barometer and he delivered. And performed. It's actually a real shame that we're quite a ways off the pace. The pace at times because you're going well. We need a whole lot more than just him to be able to compete with the the big dogs. So. Now he 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 came to play. He his intensity for four quarters was there. Unfortunately, he didn't have a lot of mates. Yep. Go on, agreed. 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 Uh, mate, I can't. Although I don't like don't like him in the long sleeve. It doesn't suit him. It doesn't suit Sard either. Like Plowman's a long sleeper. You're used to it now, but yeah, those two just look weird. Yeah, okay. Did Saad go long sleeve post half time? Yeah. So I thought early on there were some positives. Um, we adjusted their transition game by the end of the first quarter. We were able to set some traps for them in midfield, which was good. We took our chances when we created them. We were showing patience with the ball. We weren't just dump kicking it. But the longer the game went, and unfortunately, the quicker we just panicked. You know. And clumsy. And, and, and even when there was that hint of we might be able to get ourselves out of pressure, our poor disposals, our poor handling put us right back under pressure all over again. And mm-hmm. it was – we were our own worst enemies at times. Especially and, off half-back. And that's been <coughs> such a such a driver for us. But mm. we were so sloppy. The one that annoyed the shit out of me was when Nunes and Motlop just seemed to have it on their own terms – and the Nunes handball went to Motlop's feet. And then, yeah. And look, it was a poor tackle on Selwood. Um, it was a free kick, but it's just another one of those ones where Selwood's happy to dangle his head over the footy. But we were two on one and should have just got the oh, it was. It should never have come to that. So uh, Fundies, fundies, fundies. Correct, correct. Um, What's fundies? Fundamentals. Fun- fundamentals. Oh. They're also a pair of underpants that were joined together that a male and female could wear and be able to have sex through the hole in the middle. But anyway, that's a whole other it's story. staggering <laughs> that they didn't take off, just from the sounds of the product description. Um, fundies. Might have to bring them back. Might have to see if that patent has lapsed and relaunched them. Uh, I thought this is going to be potentially controversial. Fabian's loading up his six-shooter. Uh, I thought that Chera, when we were good, was good. Yes, I agree. I thought it, when we were actually playing okay, I thought he was all right. Yep. And showed a little bit. That's probably a disagreement. Probably the worst I'm going to get out of you from that one. Just, mm. no, no, I, I don't disagree. I didn't think Fuck. he was horrible, but 
there's certainly opportunity there for him to be able to make us better when he's playing his best brand of football. Just needs to think he's playing at Optus Stadium every week because his two best games are coming over there. Uh, and then lastly, my final chicken salad, the pie and the chips that I got at halftime were really, really good. Oh, really? Really excellent. Oh, I was wondering Hot. where you were going to go. With they it. were great. They How were much? really, really good. Oh, was nine bucks or something. That's not and were bad. they just a four and 20 or were you going yeah, to some they've gourmet gotten, MCG have gotten rid of the uh, – maybe um, four and 20 have gotten rid of the Angus pie that they used to have as a premium option. They had your standard pies and then you had the Angus pie, which was like a dollar dearer. Superior pie, but I think they've gotten rid of those. I don't know if they're still a product. You know, That's who's, a a, you know who's a fan of the four and twenty Angus pie, which is weird. Tony. Yeah, why wouldn't he be? They're delicious. It doesn't just sound like something that Tony would be interested in, but yeah, does like a, an Angus four and twenty. Yeah, they're they're magnificent, and uh, so it was just a standard one. And then the chips, the chips were brick fresh, and they were actually appropriately salted. Did you have to wait in line for no, it? No, no, like, bypass to get them. No, I went. Um, I went as soon as the I was up the top of the race as soon as the siren went at half time. Yes. And I was able to dart in quickly. So it was an exercise in opportunism. Yeah, on the flip side of that, standing there. the fish and chips I had last night were arguably the worst I've had. From the place in South Morang at the Westfield? No. No. They, well, they sold. We, had, we haven't been there for a couple of years. They were dreadful when we went there. Um, and the one that's overtaken the Nando's, which is called Aqua, they're no good either. But no, we're in. You know shout out to Aqua. Yeah, shout out to any of you listening. Fish, salt. <laughs> In uh, Maryfield, it's called. Yeah. Fish Salt. That's the name of the uh, establishment. The establishment. Um, went and saw the Billens and... Oh, shout out to Maurice. Horrible fucking fish and chips. Um, it's not hard to get fish and chips right. They, they're be, undercooked, they, undersalted. Everything, Tim, you're an aficionado, as I am, of Captain Gummy. Yes. Up at uh, Tunstall Square. Yes, I, very much so. Captain Gummy at Tunstall Square. They're... I saw someone was talking about Scott Pendlebury and the distance, the gap between their his best and his worst is negligible. Yes. The best the difference between Captain Gummy's best and worst is almost non existent. Have you so but you need that consistency. It's, it's not that hard. The chips Get are crunchy. Right, stay there. The chips are crunchy, they use a nice chicken salt. Have you had a chicken burger from Captain Gummy with the chicken savlaki meat? I've not. I just usually get the fish and chips with a couple of potato cakes. Just try it. Yeah. Well, I've been up there a couple of times and they just cut the chicken straight off the... The gyros. The, whatever you call it. Mm. Yeah. And uh, like a lot of it too. And it's jam-packed into a big bun. Mm. And uh, it's a winner. The, I just find I'm a big fan Try of... It. Their, Try I'm a, it. I'm a big fan of their chips. Yeah, they're good chips. The chips are always crunchy. They're not overcooked. They're not soggy. Worst thing you can have is soggy chips at a fish and chip shop. Yep. It's just recipe for disaster. I only ever eat three or four chips. That so doesn't really... Bother me. What are you eating? Potato cakes, flake. It's weird. Love love a good calamari ring too. And the Captain Gummy ones. Yeah, I don't reckon it's calamari. These ones are. Okay. Legit. None of those little sort of yolk crumbed ones that have some sort of fish extender or whatever in the middle. Captain Gummy, Tunstall Square, up at uh, Doncaster there. Doncaster East. Um, Or technically it's Donvale, actually. There it probably would be, yeah. Um, No, no, it would be. Sean, Sean knows the postcode. Well, it's opposite the Donvale Rehabilitation Hospital as what well. What about so. this as a just final confirmation for you, Tim? Number five, Tunstall Square, Captain Gummy. I'm the postman. I deliver to it. <laughs> I, I've seen you there. I've spoken to you in Tunstall Square while you were on your bike. That's true. I Is that where you have your little meetings with Nathan? Is that where you kind of cross paths? Who's Nathan? 
Nathan. Nathan's hot dogs. No, he he's further down. He's uh, I saw him walking through Churchill. <laughs> did Tim, you see Joey Chestnut got assaulted? Oh, he I think he did the assaulting because mm. someone had come in and tried to storm the stage, and old Joey hit him with a hot dog. <laughs> no, after woofing down ninety five thousand hot dogs. I just got a question for Joey. When is enough enough? You've won sixteen world hot dog eating championships. Like but he's got no competition. I know he had that Asian guy. You're going to give me his name, Kobayashi. All right. The Kobayashi Maru. He was a he was a he was a hack fraud right. when Joey Chestnut uh, came onto the scene and just obliterated him. There hasn't been, I don't think. Is it Fourth of July? Yeah, I don't think in the history of competition there has ever been a more chastening wake up call for a perceived greatest in the world. Yes. Than when Kobayashi was dethroned by it, Joey Chestnut. Well, it was it was deemed to have just been that Joey Chestnut had a really good day. And had upset Kobayashi, and it was sort of like, no, 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 he's he's just giving you windburn. When it comes to competitive eating, this bloke is oh, – we're in seeing rare talent. The shit. This is going to be a, a, a shit kind of segue. But Joey Chestnut, which makes me think of – Jason Castagna. Right, which is going to bring him in to uh, – oh, mate, Jake Art. Oh, Jesus, yeah. Didn't he shit the bed? Oh, we were watching – it was on mute. Did he mark the ball? Yeah, I think he did. Well, I didn't see any of it. And he played on. He was yeah. 30 metres out. It was 23 seconds to go on the game. It would have been a shot after the siren to win the game. Wowee. That's put us two games clear in the eight. Yeah. This is what you get when you've got players that are really good VFL players. They just make bad decisions. Well, and it's also about, you know, like Geelong have been able to hide or protect yeah, some because of their lesser lights. But the, shout the, out to Toddy Goldstein. That ruck work. To the way that he really attacked it and hit it hard, it was, it was perfect. Absolutely yeah. perfect. Yep. Yeah. Shout out to Toddy. We're personal family friends of Fubba Ganoush. <laughs> uh, chicken shits. Lack of composure. Even Paddy Dow would have rode that one. Well, according to two thirds of the room, maybe. <laughs> we won't we don't want to start that again. We'll get some feedback on that Paddy Dow thesis, I'm sure. Went for it was meant to go for about three minutes. It went for went about twenty five minutes. <laughs> um, lack of composure. Yes. Not enough dare to take the game on at times. Too yes. many skill errors. Yes. But do, do we get scared? Do we? Too many the, drop marks, um, and yes. a little bit, of, little bit of stage fright. Not yes. scared as in I don't want to take contact. Contact. Mm. But I, don't, I don't want to take the responsibility. But just a little bit of pressure, yeah. and like I said, the bigger bodies come into it. But is the the lack of dare does that come off the back of not being able to handle the occasion? Or that once we start to make errors, we've never been in the occasion. I think is probably more the issue. <coughs> But but you find out what you've got. And again, the the million-dollar question is, have guys not performed because they had a bad night? Have they not performed because they just don't have the the makeup to make it at the level? You know, and because there you, you would have to think that there would be some scrutiny on this performance and going, why did this not work? Because it, it, it didn't it didn't meet the standard for mine. You know? No. I think uh, the other one, I think defensive mindset. So I think Stanley's mark and goal very early set the tone. Hawkins just taking the ball from a ruck contest uncontested and snapping to effectively seal the game yep. in the third quarter. What are the matchups? What are the handovers? What are the accountabilities? This will be spoken about midweek. Communication, organisation, direction, very, very poor. Yeah, there was very, it was very much a you-go, no-you-go situation with – Stanley and then no one went, and no one went, and and it just 
Because he's bad. direct, he's direct to, he lost his direct, he'd lost TDK. Yeah, he was nowhere near him. And, and but Lewis Young, he was facing the wrong way, and it, it just it looked amateurish. Yeah, it did, it did, and it was your as we said before the calamity Jane situation. Even the second goal, you know, Atkins, I think it was, just worked really hard to get off Doherty, and Doherty didn't stick with him, wasn't goal side, and he's just hit front and center at pace and executed. And you've gone, you'll do that ten times in a game, and the ball will go to you once, but when it goes to you. You kick a goal. And in games like that where they're low-scoring games, you just have to – and it was – What did Matt the, Damon say in that crypto ad? Fortune favours the brave. That's exactly Or the bold. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I think it is bold in that situation. Which, um, yeah. Harry Mackay got the Bronx. Yeah, he didn't have a good night. I suggested on Twitter that he was going to look at the Bronx at one point. And when he eventually got his hands on the ball, he got it. Not great. He had nine touches, took four marks, kicked one behind. I think he was he was trying. There was effort, but yep. there was just no confidence. You know, when he's confident, his hands are elite, and he marks and he leads up with purpose. And, and he ended up pushing further up the ground and taking a few other marks, and DeConning sagged off him then and let him have it. And we still had to then listen to the the commentators saying, oh, that was a great decision to sag off there. You're going, well, he's not in it. And it's going, fuck even when he's not getting it, you're telling us how good he's doing it when he doesn't have it. And it's mm. like, okay, I get it. He's a good young player and he's doing well and he's having a night and Harry's not. But, yeah, give it time. 100%. Um, we mentioned Fundy's tackles. Yep. Our tackling was atrocious. Um, we could lay a tackle. We absolutely couldn't stick it. Yep. I think they got out, they got hands free and got the ball off, I reckon, 95% stuck. of the time. And they stuck um, nearly everything. And the funny thing is, and I don't know if you agree with this, it seemed that the Geelong mantra in the tackle, whether it be they well, when they were being tackled, was get tackled, do nothing. Because if you can't do anything, the, the adjudication by the umpire is you had no opportunity, so therefore I'm going to ball it up. Whereas we get tackled and we try and fight and get the and I think we, we want just, to get everything moving. We want the ball moving. Mm. I think that's what we're. If that's true, what, what our but that leads to the turnover. If that's true, that's good. Really, really excellent coaching. Absolutely, we, which makes me think: Do we need to look at it because we missed a trick that Geelong absolutely took advantage of last night? Oh, I think Matt biggest... Ke- I think Matt Kennedy does. Matt Kennedy will realise and hold yep. and absorb, whereas everyone else is always trying to get hands free. And, and, and the moment you try. Mm. If it doesn't quite come out, they go, oh, well, I'm going to pay holding the ball here. Mm. Um, and then at other times, you know, if you're struggling away and all that sort of stuff, they'll go, oh, yeah, good tackle, we'll reward that holding the ball. And it's sort of like they just sit there and they lay an egg and they ball it up every single time. I think the biggest problem we had was just, just holding the tackles, retarding the player. They yeah. were able to get out and get get hands and keep the ball moving far, far too often. I and in front be- of goal, that, happened, that was really... Uh, I would be. There was a couple of goals they kicked where it was just our inability to be able to suppress. I would be beyond stunned if tackling was not an enormous focus at training this week. Watch next week's game. Um, and our structure in the front half, I kind of mentioned it earlier, we just couldn't hold our shape ahead of the ball, which meant we sacrificed our biggest weapons in Harry and Charlie. We weren't able to give them one-on-ones, two-on-twos. Um, and that doesn't give our guys with the ball any predictability. We just completely seeded the most dangerous part of the ground for us. Um, yeah, we were a bit of a shambles, to be honest. The longer the game went on, we didn't seem to have much of a established or structured plan as to how we're going to pick our way through this Geelong web. Yep. Um, and then when it all fell apart, it just became hidden hope. 
It was so. very much so. And I think at one point it was 12 intercepts to two or something like that. And you're going, like what Murph said the other week, you know, stats don't tell the story directly, but sometimes they just frank what you're seeing with your eyes. And we just weren't playing a brand that was ever going to work to our favour and didn't actually look like we were making a meaningful enough change. I agree completely. Who do we love this week? A lot of nominees for TDK, which stunned me, to be honest. But I, my nomination is TDK. I have two. It's he, he, TDK isn't one of them. No. He, he, but he, look, he didn't win on the night, but you could see he gave effort yeah. all night. Yep. Sometimes, it's like, it's like, there's this perform, like, Jack's not going to be a bloody all Australian ruckman, but you, you could tell when he's, pun, pun, busting a nut. So, like, I think this is a consequence of we see what we I get the hope. TDK nominations. I, I really I, do. I don't get them. I, we, we, I think a lot of people see what we hope is there rather than what I is there. I think he battled all night. I'm not saying he didn't try. I'm just didn't get much out of him. My two nominate. Well, the two guys that I considered for nomination mm. were Zach Fisher and Jack Silvani, and I ultimately went with Jack Silvani. I went with Fish. There you go. Ironic. Oh, I thought Fish was phenomenal. Mm. We've said that before. I'm happy for Fisher to get the S.I. Morales Buster Nut Award tonight. Why don't we rock, paper, scissor it? We don't need to because it's two to one. <laughs> you've just you've softened. <laughs> well, as I said, it was one or the other. I wrote Fisher first and then I said I added Silvani. So, uh, but yeah. I'm I can handle his bullshit, but when you two gang up, it's just. Oh, who's gang just up? Crap. Check this guy from the homeland of Caesar. Of course, he doesn't like democracy. <laughs> Two to one. You're yeah. from the homeland of, of the, the longest-lasting monarchy of all time. You have a parliament, an independent parliament. Now? And have had for some time. Yeah, now? Well, oh, sorry. They have had and have had some for some time. Well, you reckon we've had, you know, emperors well, ruling, I mean, ruling. I mean, Berlusconi wasn't too much removed from Caesar, was he? The bunga bunga parties. Yeah, I think Berlusconi's not the greatest advertisement for sort of bilateral relations in a political spectrum. Um, it is Sylvia now alone. time for... He's a lunatic madman and we love him. <laughs> You've got mail. We're getting to that time of the show where Fabian's focus and attention is beginning to drift. He's doing odd jobs, sort of handy, you know, like work, basically. He's doing little bits and pieces with regard to his day job as we speak. No, I'm not. I'm absolutely not. What are you doing then? What are you clacking away? I just transferred some money. Okay. Sure. Uh, Dom in the Den, McGovern and Pitto both only just serviceable in the VFL to either come back next week. I would give them both at least one more week. Yep. Who have we got after the Giants? Don't know. Adelaide. Yeah. Over there. Do you play McGovern in that one? Play him on that fat ass bike? Who? <laughs> the bike with the fat ass. Darcy, whatever his name Fogarty. is. Fogarty. Fogarty. 32. Fat ass Fogarty. Yep, that's him. 
<laughs> I love when Tim just pots random opposition players. <laughs> Fogarty, of course. No, ben, ben Ainsworth was one that was legendary when you just got him in the gun. Just he's a, Ben is a guy that you I say this want, every time I, I bring want this him up. To be you, really, really good. He was pick four Ben Ainsworth. This is the thing. It's like you know what I actually respect Tim is that I've thrown to you with this Ben Ainsworth thing, and I know what you're going to say because you're consistent and you're reliable, and you you preface it by saying you really, really want him to succeed. But he's, he's letting me down. But he's letting me down. Unlike a certain other person in the room who <laughs> makes statements and then refuses to accept them. Yep. That's no, fine. why do I have to accept them? Just because you want me to. I didn't write Josh Honey off. Get over it. Mm. Well, ninety percent of our responders to the poll disagree. Uh, we've got uh, Lenny. If Hayes was twenty-one or twenty-two, then I would say he doesn't yet have the pace of AFL footy, but with a preseason under his belt, he might be a prospect for next year. But he's already 27, yeah. and he's already played AFL footy. At that age, you ex- uh, you get exactly one shot, and he blew it. In my opinion, it's I-, I would be I would be pretty surprised if he isn't omitted. Well, again, you, you'd think. You, I-, you'd I-, I think O'Brien's first half was pretty solid. Um, I think the question was asked on Twitter: Is did he even play the second half? And I don't know the answer to that question, and I don't know whether maybe. They did take him off, and he was a guy that was a potential backup in case there was a pre-game injury or something like that, and and maybe that was part of the the machinations that were happening in the background or not. But you would have thought what you've seen from O'Brien, what he'd been able to give you, the half he played in the twos, and and I'm biased, but I would personally prefer to see O'Brien ahead of Hayes next week. Not I, as punishment. I, don't, I just I, think, no, no, I don't. Disagree. I just think Obi's a better, better option. I think he's just a better player. I think he and I, and I think what he gives us that at at times we don't have because I just don't think Nunes is going corridor. I don't think Cottrell's going corridor. Is Nunes fit? Uh, well, Nunes had the quad last week, mm. but he he just had a bad night. I think and and look, big body experience, you know, everything's great. But How far away is Jack Martin? They're saying the the injury report said they've tried to reload him with you know running and he's not he's not handling it. So whether that means the calf tightens up every single time, I've got no fucking idea. But it gives me no confidence that he's at all close. Maybe old mate should go to the old uh... fucking Wolf Parkinson White or whatever his name is. So no, I'm saying just pull out what he did for uh, Silver Rioli. You can play, but you can't run. Yeah, who was that? Who wasn't allowed again? You, the, you guy with the, the guy with the cadavers. Yeah, I don't know what his name you was. You reckon Fabian and I are going to be able to pluck that German bloke's name? It was a very good Rudolf, name. someone or other. You reckon? S- uh, Steiner, I believe. Yes. <laughs> um, I think that, uh, yeah, this is the same injury report that's had uh, David Cunningham on the same update now for about seven weeks. It'll be an 18-month ACL recovery for that kid. <laughs> Gunther von Hagens. Stop it. It's his name is Gunther von Hagens. I don't think you got the wrong bike. The guy with the Michael Jackson hat? What? The guy you had the hat? Are you kidding me, are you? You know, I don't think you're talking about the same guy. I don't. I think we're in. We're the what? one that does the fucking combs, the, the blood out of the rooster combs and sticks it in people's cars. Oh, I was talking about the guy who does. Remember, he had the cadavers and he's pulling them apart on TV and show you how all the, like the body works. No, no, we're talking about a different bike. That's, I didn't actually know where you were going with the cadavers, but. The yeah. uh, Gunther. Von Hagen's born Gunther Gerhard Lickbien. Lickbien. There you go. He rebranded himself. 
Um, Matthew Berto has asked, what does Chera bring to the team? I think it's the kick inside 50. Hmm. He does what Dow can't. We need to um, we need to merge the two of them. Fabian will disagree with this, but we need to clone the two of them. Yeah. Gene splice them. <laughs> like we need to do that with Cottrell and O'Brien. Yeah. Like a Dilophosaurus. Yeah. We need to <laughs> splice them together. So we've got Cottrell's like work ethic, headless chicken style running, but with some skill. Yeah. Is Matty Cottrell very Mitch Robertson-like? Just because he's got red hair. You're no. a very predominant oh, feature lookalike. It's got nothing to do with it. He brings energy and effort. But he... How, but eh, is that a distinctly Mitch he's Robinson not, he's trait, not the mad is it? physicality that Mitch was. Oh, Mitch was just crazy. And Mitch is bigger. Yeah. And plays a different position. But other than, other than that, they're exactly the yeah, same. Yeah, but other than all of those things, they you two are make me fucking precisely the same. <laughs> Someone, someone, you, someone commented on your lookalike the other day, Tim, and they were laughing about um, what was the other one, the older one that we brought up, and it was quite funny. I actually thought for a moment, I thought the bloke in the end actually looks like a morph of um, Cottrell and O'Brien. Jesus. <laughs> oh. All right. Um. But when I, I look at it and go, he's not unlike, whereas I say not unlike, and he goes... Separated at birth. Because you're so like, no, because you're not. You aren't committing. Exactly the same. No, because you, you've got to commit. Like you got to, You bring the thing up. Just go for it. Just say it. But unless, I, I wasn't. I, it was the passing. Unless they're doppelgangers, Sean won't play. I know. It. I know. It's you don't get like, it. It's, it's a small resemblance. We go. Oh, that, that guy had no resemblance. Like the, the human's only... still side bottom. You're the only person who doesn't see it. When you've got the beard, you are very steel. Especially with. The removal of the feathers. The feathers? You've been listening to way too much Triple M. That's seeped into you. It's like a virus. It's what's, attached what's, itself to what's you. What's the feathers at now? What do you mean? Are they growing? What, what's, what have you got on top? Are you, no. It was, all he's got is Chief Wahoo. Racist. And weirdo. Um, no, you two are very... We've been over this with the lookalikes. I want you to grow the feathers predominant again. Predominant features. Predominant features. If you have the same haircut... Look alike. That's what you guys go to. You get the same haircut or whatever. Oh, look alike. What do you beard. go to, Sean? Got to look identical. That's the point of a look alike. Yeah. looks like Harry. Oh, that's well, the, thanks, Sean. That's the point of a look alike. Yes, is that they look no. alike. Yeah. Not vaguely similar. But that's what we said. Vaguely no. Similar. No. No. Uh, how's the deep fried ice cream at Ming's? I don't even know if that's on the menu. In the, look, Chinese restaurants do do that, don't they? Like it's like a ball of vanilla ice cream, and they kind of. I reckon Elise has had it because I don't mind a um, banana fritter. A good banana fritter with not too much. A banana of, fritter. Pineapple at, fritter at uh, the old Thotho's in Richmond. Yeah. If you said, "Oh, it's Sean's birthday, can we get the banana fritter?" They bring it out with two scoops of ice cream, two scoops, of, and 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 elevate it to look like a penis. <laughs> And conversely, if it was a guy's birthday, so sorry, that was for the girl, for the guy's birthday, they they, they wrapped the banana like two U shapes and they threw an oyster in there. It was always weird. It sounds very strange. If it, uh, yeah, to, yeah. Yeah. Sounds almost unprofessional. It sounds like that's where. <laughs> a bit of sexual harassment <laughs> yeah, going on. It sounds like that's where Christian school went to. For an excursion this Yeah, well, week. that's right. Exactly right. Um, Paddy George, you're not going to like this, Faber Ganoush. Oh, I really don't care. Yeah, What's yeah, his name? Yeah, Paddy George. Paddy George. Yeah, you're not going to like this at all. Paddy, 
The idea that we have no room for another inside mid when we so heavily rely on center clearance is baffling. I refuse to believe that we can't make it work. Fisher, Dirt and Stocker need some brief spells on board to cha- on ball to change it up. Discuss. Maybe an interesting take, but have our current mids 100% justified keeping their spots in the team over the last six weeks? Paddy might appreciate our earlier conversation. Yeah, we might have found one. He'd be the one that will have lasted the whole 25 minutes. And obviously, it's, it's good to see that Paddy's taking his time out from preparing his presentation for the North Melbourne job to give us that feedback. But, I don't um, know what that means. Then obviously he, you know, prospective AFL coach. I yeah. know oh, because if you, as we discussed earlier, you figured this out. If you watch football and like football and watch it closely, you can absolutely not have any kind of opinion on no. how it may be oh, played. But I'm or... not allowed to have an opinion. No, no, you're allowed, but you just didn't articulate it sensibly. I, I, I articulated it fine. It was just contrary to yours, and you didn't accept it. I didn't accept it because it was. I don't mind pushing. the whole pushing other people that were already gotten aside into the mix. Rotate through. Put stock in there. So who plays halfback? Who plays small defender? Just for a one-off centre bounce, see what he can do. So who's on his man? Shuffle the pieces around. I don't get paid to do that. Yeah, you're not a coach because, I mean, you probably who shouldn't takes be having his man this opinion. Well, stock doesn't go to the bench at all? No, not usually. He usually plays 100% game time. Exactly. So yeah. someone obviously takes his man. Yeah. I just like the idea you're willing to move those pieces around but not put an actual centre-bounce player in centre-bounce. It's extraordinary. In lieu of Patrick Cripps or Sam Walsh, no. Never said that. Never said that. (coughs) Here I was thinking that it was going to be Tim and I that were going to be prickly with one another. It's actually Fabian who's been sitting on a fucking cactus all day. (laughs) Got me a Johnny Raincloud? Do I really need one today? You are my Johnny Raincloud. Fucking that's hilarious because your general demeanour was my Johnny Raincloud. You and your inability to just listen to other people and accept that opinions may be different. What if they're wrong? Wrong according to who? According to you? Yeah, the person you're having a conversation with. Have you you ever had a conversation? You probably say me, that's fine. The only time I will defer to you is on matters of postal significance. Well, not recently when you and Tim were trying to tell me how to do my job. Tim did. Tim did. You did it on the phone where you were trying to tell me how a parcel should be delivered just two weeks ago, Tim. No, no, I asked you. This conversation went for 20 minutes. You said the postman cannot leave his bike. And you refused to accept that. Yet I said to you, he left his bike and walks to a different building. That's fine. That's him, him, doing, the, the, him distance, doing the wrong thing. The distance he travels on one plane, but going up a couple of that's fine. He's, that's fine. He's doing the wrong thing. I was trying to tell him that we're told not to leave our bikes. Therefore, if a building has a reception area, you just leave a parcel at reception. You're not to leave the bike and go upstairs and deliver it to the office. Because there will be no bike when you come back. Or items on the bike will be stolen. Correct. Yep. So Fabian refused to accept and kept on coming up no, with I caveats and buts and what ifs and how abouts, and it was infuriating. No, this guy refused because, to go up. Because your point is whatever has happened has contravened rules. Yeah. And Fabian said, but it happened. And it's like, cool, while contravening rules. Yeah. Seems a pretty simple discussion, actually. <laughs> it should have been. It really should have been. Um, no, but have you ever spoken to someone about something, Fab, and you're, just, <clears throat> you're listening to what they're saying, mm. but, but all the while, the only thing you're thinking is, this is it, wrong. It's basically my morning conversations with you. Just wrong. <clears throat> you're just wrong again. Continuing to be wrong. Do you have a Johnny Raincloud, Tim? 
don't know that I did. I had a bit of a nothing week, to be honest. So there was Ooh. nothing that absolutely struck me as um, this annoys the shit out of me because I pretty much didn't leave the dungeon. I, I would have legitimately left the dungeon maybe six times all week. Well, and you, that, you and didn't. That, you didn't have to leave to have a have a poo because you got a toilet down this there. This is it. But I did need to leave to have a shower. Yes. But I, I did have... You could have just hosed yourself off in the backyard. Well, Elise, like Elise a wonderfully, she, ape. she gave me a, a face washer at one point and it was sort of like, the fuck am I going to do with this? There's no water. Oh, you got yeah. a, you got a sink. Oh, we do. There is a, in the powder room, yes. there is a, a little sink, but I thought, I ain't, the silverback ain't having a bird bath in this bad boy. You so. could have given yourself a bird bath. That would have been <laughs> hilarious. I was going to use another word to describe, not bird bath, but similar. Um... My Johnny Raincloud is around supply chain issues. Mm. What is happening with Ribena? What? I can't get a bottle of Ribena, the syrup. When you say syrup, you mean like do the you concentrate, use like, a, 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 like a cordial type yeah, arrangement. Yeah, the Ribena cordial. I can get a bottle of the mixed Ribena. Sure. But I want to be at it if I want to feel. I want to be at it, at it to lemonade. If I would like a fizzy Ribena, now or just standard now water. Don't take this the wrong way. I was not a big Ribena drinker. Um, Missing out. It's a children's drink. It's a children's drink. It's exactly <laughs> what, my point. But what makes how it a, what, old are you? Sure. What makes it a children's drink? Well, it's what makes lot, any, what makes anything no, 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 an like, adult's drink. No, no, I'm, I'm, alcohol is an adult's drink. Like you can't, children cannot. Oh, have so it. I'm just going to do drinking a, a fucking alcohol. Have a have a VB when I want to drink. Do but I? As a general, yeah, but you can have a rye <laughs> rye and vodka. You might like that. that what that, every night when I just feel like some I'm a bit parched. It might actually just take off your attitude. I want to have something with dinner. Got to have an alcoholic beverage, do I? Can have water. I do, but when you want a bit of flavour and a juice cup, this is the idea <laughs> in of a like sippy cup. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you two fucking idiots. So what do you drink? You just got a coke, do you? Yeah. So why is that an adult's drink? Why is a fizzy drink? No one past the age of ten drinks. Right why is it different? I don't understand what the rationale no, I, is. And I don't mean to make light of it, but it just it you just, do. It seems odd that I don't a have a thirty-year-old man is willing to have a Ribena. I don't have a prima. But I, I don't. I I <laughs> challenge the notion. Do you have a prima, Tim? I, I don't. I challenge the notion that so you can you know you can buy like at the servos and stuff and like all over the world you can buy Ribena in bottles just out of fridges at the servos. I, I have mm. seen this. I, like you get the poppers and all that sort of mm. stuff. So you can also like buy bottles. like strawberry and chocolate milk with bluey and that. On oh, it so too. if I so by, by by your rationale, a big M's a children's drink. No, it's got, it doesn't have bluey on it. But it's just chocolate milk. Sean, ripe bean is a children's drink. <laughs> chocolate milk. It's a big M. It's a children's Have drink. Have you ever had Bailey's? So I saw yep. someone today. That would be an alcoholic drink that you wouldn't mind. Yeah, it doesn't do anything for me. Oh, I thought you'd Back like to that. your story. You can't get ripe You can't buy it. It's so it's unreliably available. The black currents um, have been swept out by the The Ukraine. Floods. It's the Ukraine, obviously. There's tensions in the Middle East and tensions in Eastern Europe. Yes. It's Why is the price of oil the gone down, but yet we're still paying... Tensions in the Ukraine, tensions in the Middle East. Uh, obviously, I didn't realise that the company m- that made Ribena was part of OPEC. Yes. But clearly it is. <laughs> How much is black currants per it's barrel? A it's actually quite dear. So it's about six bucks a litre. So that is that is quite dear when you think about it. Not as dear as maple syrup. Maple syrup's about $50 a litre. Correct. That, does that stagger anyone else? That when you actually don't have to... Watch the doco on, like, the... Um, how they set the prices for maple syrup and stuff, and they've got barrels. That's all related to the price of denim they've in got Canada. Barrels in reserve and stuff, and then there were people who were sneaking out barrels 
understand. Like it, it, it's a full on Netflix documentary on this. It's like the the maple syrup mafia in in Canada. Maple syrup strikes me as something that is so extraordinarily overpriced for what it actually is. It just seems. Next time you go to the shops, have a look at where they've got the maple syrup. There's only there's not very many varieties. Maple flavored syrup versus yeah. maple syrup. Have a look yeah. at the varieties they've got. There's usually not that many, but and then they'll have like it's a 500 mil glass or it's a 350 mil whatever, and they obviously have or X dollars a liter. Some of them will be upwards of fifty dollars a liter. Why? Well, and you're thinking, this is legitimately maple syrup. This is something that I might use once a month, maybe. Yeah, we at least it's pretty good with pancakes on a Sunday morning. But it's just that is astronomically overpriced. Is it that far removed from golden syrup? Yeah, yeah. Golden syrup is terrible. That's just sugar and water. Golden syrup is horrendous. Yeah, it's not great. I don't know. Just put honey. I don't get the appeal of maple syrup. What? No, you don't do honey. What is wrong with you? If you want, maple syrup to me is overrated. Pancakes need Nutella. And ice cream. Now who's on the children's food? <laughs> <laughs> oh, where is it? Where is it? i got to find it. <laughs> Are you not a fan of Nutella? No, but this is this is like, I love it. Sorry, when, Nutella's when, got when, a children's when food hundreds, apparently. When, when millions of people go on holiday in France every year and they have uh, Nutella crepes, they're children, are they? Do you, what, do you reckon that only six-year-old Australian children are drinking Ribena? Yes, <laughs> Sean. And Sean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you don't think that it's true? It's like a you? European thing as well. You don't think you go to the UK and it's Ribena's everywhere? You reckon Ribena is rife with adults around the world? I can find you a clip. I can find you a clip. I know from adults class who drink 92. Primas too, Sean. But from... it's predominantly consumed by children. Yeah, but this is the thing. You can have Buenos as well, Sean. And and what are they called? The so little... what's your point? But it doesn't mean adults consume them. They do. They don't. You're the bloke having Nutella. Nutella's beautiful. Nutella's for everybody. So is Ribena. What, I don't understand what it's your a, point it's is. A children's drink. Put a poll up. You don't hate you, putting polls up because you don't. don't you, oh, you've so, lost every so, single time you have. So what are those things you like? The Mix Max and the Cornetto? They're little children. What, what's the other I'm one? taking the piss out of you. They're no, little, but what's the second one? Was it Cornetto? Were those little yeah, fucking yeah, apricots? It's just a, a wog word for the Italian word for croissant. Croissant. Cornuto. Cornuto means uh, something. Does it mean arsehole? It's very vulgar. We don't. Yeah, no. Sorry, Soph. We're not going to do a hashtag (laughs) sorry, Soph in her own own language. Check out this Cornuto. Mi dispiace, Soph. (laughs) So, this is the problem that you've got again. Yes. Just picking, oh, having a ridiculous position on something. He had you a laugh at these, you too. You have these mix maxes and the whatever those you other. You like mix maxes. No, but what? this is the thing. I don't judge you for having the mix max because you're a child. But you'd be like, oh, yeah, I love a mix max. No, they're a children's lunchbox treat, and you have one every day. No, I don't. You bring a lunchbox to work with you with one in it. This idea that oh, you drink Ribena, so you're a child as you nibble on your children's lunchtime <laughs> sure. snack. It's cut you to the core, the, no, right, the right being a core. No, no, no. It's a children's this drink. This is your opinion. Okay. You can have whatever opinion you want, but when it's openly, rampantly hypocritical, it's extraordinary, the lack of awareness. You have so many children's little bits and pieces daily. Because I have children. You have, if I'll be able to find something in one of these cupboards, you used to have bags of little <laughs> chips going, in here. It's going through. He used to have little, the little children's lunchtime bags of CCs and Thins in here, Tim. Children's lunchbox treats. And bananas that tasted like soap. Uh, 
And it's like, but how dare I like a refreshing glass of blackcurrant fucking drink, Tim? Do you like coffee, Sean? Uh, not particularly. I'll have water or Ribena. <laughs> or both. Or both, <laughs> mixed, or both mixed together to make a wonderful hybrid of the two. It is funny. Actually. But what is the shortage come down to? Do you know? I don't know. <laughs> OPEC. <laughs> like we said, Ribena, they're a member of OPEC and they're getting the squeeze put on them by Putin. There'll be a day, Sean, in the near future where you can drink as much Ribena as you want. When's your birthday, Sean? February. Ah, bugger. You're going to buy him some Ribena? With a, like a ribbon on it. Yeah. As if it's a, as, as if it's a bottle of grain. Like people were doing two years ago with toilet paper. Yeah, probably. Yep. Is there a shortage of that stuff again? Nah. There, I think there was at one point There was something like that, but it was just through. It was generally supply chain issues as opposed to people panic buying. So, I don't get the supply chain. I don't get it. Sounds like the most nonsensical thing anyone said tonight, and that is a fucking cox plate field, Tim. (laughs) But my God. But the issue with the supply chain at the moment is there aren't enough people available to drive the trucks to get the shit. Where have they gone? They've all got COVID. But they shouldn't. This is, don't you have like the ridiculous four-month exemption? You could have it every week for four months, but after you test positive once, you're exempt. This Just is get what them I, I back driving once, the trucks. Once you've got COVID. And you're in the cabin you by yourself. You test yourself for 12 weeks now. You can't get COVID again. You can, but it just doesn't matter. Right. You, you, you're now, just exempt. I'm all for helping people out, but the reinstatement of paying people again to stay home. Now, Timbo. People are going to stay home. It's a $750 payment. Old mate Sanjeev earns $220 a week working at the MCG selling hot dogs. How about that payment is $220? Not $750. Because you know what? Sanjeev's going, I'm not going to fucking work if I can get $750. Bucks. We knew. He's and- licking poles. He's going <laughs> to the public toilets. He's sniffing everything. He's, he's, trying, not, he's, trying, mate, he's, he's on the hunt for COVID. He's not Gary Glitter. He's just trying to get COVID. <laughs> Speaking of Gary, did you see Gary... O'Donnell on Twitter like a couple of weeks I, ago. I assumed I it wasn't him, but it was. It's an official <laughs> account. Yeah, I, I think he was either awfully drunk or hanging out with Bomber Thompson and possibly both. Or Danny. Sorry. Speaking of falls from grace, um, have you seen anyone here been following the sorry, sad tale of uh, Army Hammer? Anyone been following this? The Winklevi. The Winklevi. So Army Hammer... Is uh, it came out last week? He was in the show Social Network. He was yeah, in okay. um, Man from Uncle. He was very good in that. He's he Tonto and what's his name? What yeah, was he, was, he was the Lone Ranger. Lone Ranger. The Lone Ranger. He's been in quite a few films. He was meant to play Batman at one point in time many oh, years right. ago in a film that didn't get off the ground. That was where Megan Gale was um, Wonder Woman, and the film didn't end up getting made. Uh, Writers strike. George Miller was going to make it out in Sydney. Shame. Or she would have been great. Uh, I think she would have been. Great. I think she would have looked the part. She yes. would have looked amazing. But um, the acting might have been an issue. Didn't oh. stand in Gal's way, but that's fine. But anyway, Army Hammer uh, is now selling timeshare apartments in the Cayman Islands and apparently working as a concierge at this uh, establishment. What? Apparently this is Is he lost all his dough? Yeah. So there was a big scandal where there's some, skip, there's some speculation that he may or may not be a cannibal. That's his true story because he was sending some strange uh, messages to women that he was potentially grooming maybe. I think they were all of age, but he was potentially grooming these women and he was sending messages that were like 
very disturbing and a bit strange. And are you are you being serious? Like, is this for real? So he's an alleged cannibal. He's, oh, right. He's yeah. been dropped by his talent agency in the US. He was dropped from every upcoming film he had. He was meant to be in that Godfather series, The Offer. He was replaced by old mate Rooster, Miles Teller. Um, and he didn't do any press for Death on the Nile, which came out earlier in the year through Disney. And he uh, was photographed in the last couple of weeks selling timeshares at a Cayman Islands resort, uh, which he apparently also works as, uh, as some kind of uh, front desk member of staff. Wowee. It's a it's a hell of a fall for for old Army, who um, looked like at one point in time there he could write his own ticket in Hollywood. But apparently, Tim, for just uh, two thousand dollars a week, you can buy ten weeks worth of holidays in the Cayman Islands uh, over the course of ten years for just twenty thousand dollars. In twenty twenty one, claims of sexual abuse and cannibalistic fetishism were made against Hammer including allegations of non-consensual BDSM, rape and physical and emotional abuse. Wowee. It's all, it's all come undone. Jesus. I think I'm reading exactly the same thing <laughs> you're reading. I think this, in fairness, there's only one way they can cut this article, just for legal reasons. Yeah. But he's, he's uh, in a positive twist on the story. Apparently Robert Downey Jr. has chimed on in. Paid for his rehab. And paid for his rehab and put him up in one of his... Houses, I think he's out in uh, Malibu. You don't want to eat people, Army. You don't want to eat people. Mate, it's a strange situation, but Robert Downey Jr. has obviously been there before, not the cannibal part, but um, <laughs> yes. the needing rehab. And the need of rehab, yeah. He's been there in the past and he's reached out to Army and is trying to help him out, which is nice. Um, Absolutely. Hopefully, Takes a village to raise a child. Yeah, which is a shame because I saw the or article. just good parents. Oh, I saw the article and... Uh, I didn't. I didn't mind Army in the bits and pieces that he'd done over the course of his career, and then you find out, sounds like he's a bit of a weirdo. He had everything: strapping lad, had the looks, good-looking guy, leading man. Yeah. Write his own ticket. He's from a wealthy family. They had oil tycoon businesses. They're probably controlling the Ribena Index as well. Yes. But um, yeah, very very interesting news to kind of read and kind of you know get yourself up to date with because, what are you doing, mate? Poor old Tyler and Cameron. What are you doing? <laughs> like, your whole life's just falling apart. You know, what do you say? He goes, <laughs> Marty McFly Sr., the man who took his life and flushed it <laughs> down the toilet. down the toilet. That's, that's, I did? <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I mean, he did. did? <laughs> oh, wonderful stuff. Tonight. Great wonderful, movie. wonderful stuff. Um, Faber Ganoush, we got to the end of the episode without strangling each other. Which was a trial. And a success. That wasn't your sign off. We always go to Tim first. Always a pleasure. Um, <laughs> Prender DJ is back this week, and I'm, I'm happy with this week's Prender DJ song. It is not loaded on the mixer just yet, so don't hang out for it, us two, you two idiots in the room. Um, if you want to guess the theme of Prender DJ, you know what to do. Hashtag Prender DJ and just write a tweet. Um, and we'll give you a shout out if you get it right or wrong. Doesn't really matter. Timbo. Always a pleasure, Sean. Faba Ganoush. Out of there, Goodbye. We'll see you next week.